And welcome back to The Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. I'm Ryan Martell, your lovely host on this Friday. It's kind of gloomy out. Kind of? We have to put the curtains down. Julian, Julian. I don't want to hear it. No. No, just turn this off. We're the New York Knicks. Turn this off. It's just, it's just, this is how it is. You know, when the Phillies got swept by the Cubs, I had to sit through it. We go, New York, go, New York, go! Go, New York, go, New York, go! Ain't that right, Hosty? Yo, Miami Heat fans, like, y'all have not recovered since LeBron. Y'all have not recovered since LeBron. I didn't remember you in the NBA final, bro. I remember you in the NBA final, bro. I don't want to hear it. Last time, y'all were in the Walt Frazier was your last final player. Walt Frazier. Walt Frazier, bro. The Bubble Boys. Same energy. Walt Frazier. Same energy. Bubble Boys. Who was in the conference finals last year? Where was y'all at? Home. Bubble Boys. Same energy. So how, anyway. How's that, how, how's that Kyle Lauder contract looking? <laughs> See you later. So, how's Julius Randle's contract looking? See you later. So we're joining studio. We're joining studio by, by Julian Hostey. Jason Eberhart. What's going on? You already know. Everyone, everyone took the Celtics. Celtics. This week. Because there's no other reason why. The Celtics, Celtics are the balls. balls. Alex Orlando, how's it going? It's going good. And of course, the bandit. Yeah. <laughs> so we're here today to not talk about our we're our modern current, NBA. Current we're not talking current NBA. I had, a, I had a fun little idea, you know. I, th- I think we're done talking about Russell Westbrook. We're done talking about the New York Knicks. We're done talking about Ben Simmons. We, we, we like to have fun at WCLH. Playing good. I do not want to hear no slander from him. No, no, no. Okay, no, talking, I do. I do appreciate Russell Westbrook, but thank you, Russ. But we'll talk about him Monday. We're going to talk about. And some of the best teams of all time. We're gonna put them in a bracket. I put them in a bracket. I didn't tell you guys about the bracket. He did not. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna put this out there. It wouldn't matter. No one reason. And we're gonna, we're gonna rank it. So imagine seven game series, one team against the next. Who are you taking? Wait, can I? Can we ask a quick question? Are we using today's rules? I assume just to make it easier for everybody. Today's rules? What's yeah, that? like no hand check. Like hand oh, check. that's what I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to be good. Listen, if, if we, if we could use, if, if, if we're I'm doing saying, that, are we just doing that? Like, we're throwing know. it back to the '80s. We're doing hand checking. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Is that what we're doing? Like we're doing, we're doing hand check. We're playing defense here. I know who I got. Okay. Oh, that, we, so we didn't even hear the bracket yet. So the first, the first seed, number one seed, it's the 1995-1996 Bulls. They're up against the, the 16th seed, 2013-2014 Spurs. Who we got in the seven game series? Bulls. Bulls. Are you crazy? Bulls sweep. You Dunk. think sweep? I don't know. If Dun- it's sweep. Duncan's Come on. thirty-seven. Duncan's thirty-seven. Dennis was thirty-seven that year. Dennis will have. Tim Duncan was thirty-seven that year. But he was thirty-seven. Kawhi wasn't. I know he wasn't that. He but was he like right. Did like, he get the MVP that the finals MVP? He that did one? get the finals, but he, did. he didn't really deserve it. Right? Was it like one of those ones. Well, the Spurs shouldn't have won in the first place. No, here we go. Thank cramps. You. It's the cramps, Thank and the, the building was hot. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank but you. okay, but this is why LeBron's not the goat because you. Oh! Lost, you lost to thirty-seven. Tim Duncan. I don't think he's the goat. I don't think he's the goat. that that topic. We will have that discussion another day. What? What? Um, I think. The Buck, the Bulls win in five. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the Spurs one in San Antonio. I, I don't think there'll be too many sweeps in this. No. Bulls in five. Well, yeah, but Bulls. What, Bulls. Ha- what happened the other day? Bro, you thought I was gonna take Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili over. You try to convince me but. to to WKZ whatever. WK was Dennis. it? I don't want to say Dennis Rodman will give Mr. Funnel Benny. He'll give problems. He'll give problems. Okay. No, that's probably will give Tim Duncan problems. Number two seed. Number two seed. Two thousand. Two thousand one. L.A. Lakers, 
versus like the 15 seed 2007-2008 Boston Celtics. So wait, we're talking about Shaq and Kobe. Is that what you're saying? It's Kobe and Shaq against Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and like Rondo. Oh, I got Kobe and Shaq. I'm sorry. Shaq was too good. Who's guarding Shaq in that series? Garnett? KG, you won defensive player of the year that year. I know, but it's Shaq, come on, man. It's Shaq. Shaq and Fool. Shaq is arguably the most dominant player in NBA history. This is this is tough though. I mean, I think I I want I want to say Kobe and Shaq. Who's there? Was Derek Fisher there at the time? No, Derek Fisher was not there. No, was was it Rick? It was like Fox? Rick Fox. Fox. Rick Fox, the uh, <laughs> Grant. Fox, the Grant. He had the no, Horace Grant wasn't there in 2000. Oh, what was that, like 04? That I want to say that was the 04 year when Horace Grant, Carl Malone, and all of them Gary came Payton, in. Yeah. yeah. That's, t- that's tough, though, man. I'll go, I'll go uh, Lakers in six. I'm going I like Lakers, that. I'm going Lakers in seven because yeah, Lakers. I think Boston I think has a lot more depth. But I think I, I'll go Lakers in seven too because I think Rondo's going to play Fitz to whoever the point guard is for. The Lakers too. It's just Shaq. Who, like I know Garnett. No, Garnett's not a bad defender at all. Like he's he's, he's one. A, of, he's, a, he's one. Of, yeah, he's a, he's very elite, top ten defender all time. Of course, but Shaq is just. Are you putting Paul Pierce on Kobe? He's too he's too big for him. Pause. I put Paul. I'll put Ray Allen on Kobe before Paul Pierce. I got oh, or oh I don't know I don't know. Paul Paul Pierce was going like head to head with like a better Kobe Bryant and like oh nine. Like Kobe wasn't that good back then though. No, he that's. He had a different. He had a different game. He wasn't like 2009, 2010, Kobe. Like he didn't have like that developed a game. But he was still. Kobe can still Kobe was a bucket. Yeah. Kobe was a bucket his entire twenty year career. I don't care what anyone says. He just had a different game early on. He was more of a slasher. And he'd probably be better at defense, just because he's younger and more athletic. Okay, I'm wrong. I'm thinking of another year. Yeah, Kobe. Kobe was a lot better than I thought. Yeah, I'm going Lakers in seven though. I think the Celtics push at the seven. But they just Shaq in a elimination game. That, he's that's taking probably that. be, that's probably be the best series. I will. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't have the doc. Season seven, uh, they're going to be a Cinderella team. Jason, where'd you get that? Uh, Neymar told me this uh, oh, what, a while ago. Long right? ago. Yeah. All right. The number three seed, 2017-2018 Warriors against the number fourteen seed, 2015-2016 Cavs. Come on. Warriors. Warriors. Is this the KD Warriors? This is the KD Warriors. But this is a healthy. Cavaliers team in 2015-2016, we all know 3-1. Yeah, but they didn't have KD that year. You add KD to the mix, and then you have Curry. Curry yeah, you, you have two top five offensive players of all time on the same team. I think it's a six-game series, though. That's going to be pretty hard to beat. Six games. I'll, get, I'll, I'll give him six. I'll, I'll take Warriors in six. Jeremy, de, um, um, JR does the same thing he did it, last time. Yeah. Anything is possible. Because it was that year. That year was still only really LeBron and Kyrie. Like K Love wasn't doing that much. With was he hurt that series? No, no, he was fine. He was, he was just a role player. Yeah, he was a role. At player. that point, he was a role player. Got, wasn't Timberwolves. You got four guys over. Well, really, three guys that can give you twenty in Golden State. It's a six-game series, but Warriors are advancing. I'm going Warriors in six. Though. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, Warriors in five. All right, thanks wow. Thanks, Jason. Wow. We got the where's the, where's the, here we go the number four seed 1985-1986 Celtics. I guess the number 13 seed, 1971-1972 Lakers. Celtics. Celtics. The Lakers team had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Older. He wasn't in the 80s, though. He was in his 30s. That's true. Um, who else was on that team? Oh, my God. James Magic? Worthy. Magic? Uh, Magic, no, no. Not yet. No, that wasn't. No. We'll get to those teams soon. Jerry West. <laughs> Jerry West. The logo? And then no, the 85 86 Celtics, wait, they had on. Danny Ainge, yeah, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert. No, that team was giving Michael Jordan problems. That team was giving Michael Jordan problems. They couldn't escape this first round because of him. Yeah. Or second round, whatever, year, whatever round it was. You got to go Boston. 
going Boston. I have to go Boston. You can't you can't forget Kareem though. Yeah. No, you can't. I, you can't, you but can't. I'm going Boston. Uh, six. I'm going Boston. Boston just had the better team. Oh, yeah. yeah. Boston six though. Yeah. We'll get to it later, Kareem here. No, it's serious. Rolling Greens, Boston. Yeah. Uh, where's the number five seed now? Here we go. Five. Number five, 1991-1992 Bulls. It's the 12 seed, 1964-1965 Celtics. Wait, I was, I was, say that again. I got, I got confused. So it's Bill Russell against. Bill, Not just Bill Russell. You got Sammy Jones. You got uh, John Havlicek. Excuse me. John Havlicek. He says okay. number five versus number Bob 12. Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy. Come on. Tommy Heinsohn. You said it was number five versus number 12? I'm yeah. Going, I'm going Bulls. Bulls. I'm going Bulls. Bulls. This is a lot closer than people think. 91, this is the first, this is the first so. championship the Bulls had. 91-92. But they were already <coughs> going through the Pistons. This is the first day they got over that hump. They got over the Boston hump. They, they were winning that. Michael Jordan was unstoppable that series. You had Scottie Pippen. Phil Jackson. I heard enough. I'm going Bulls in seven. I'm just. Yeah, seven. I'm, I, was, I think that team honestly pushes this team seven. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Bulls in six. If, but also because who, who's guarding who's guarding Bill Russell? Bill Russell wasn't that tall though. Six. He's six ten, but he's still fundamentally Tony Kukoc. Just be quiet. Bill they don't, they don't have Dennis Rodman then. Horace Grant is not guarding Bill Russell. Bill Russell. But I'm saying you, you can put Scottie Pippen on him because he's only six ten. He's he, but he's a playmaker. You playmaker. He's, he's a, playmaker. a he's a defender and a glass cleaner. That's all he you ever was. You realistically put Sky Pippen on him. He's only 6'10". Sky Pippen was like, what, like 6'8"? Yeah. So it's not like, crazy to say that you could put Sky Pippen down the block. No. No, it's not. But would you want your shit? I'm going, I'm, I'm going Bulls in seven. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Bulls in seven. Put some I, respect on I, I, I wouldn't say that. It's not. Next, next seed. Next seed. Here we go. We got the 1986-1987 Lakers as a six seed going up against the 1970-1971 Bucks. Now this team also has Kareem. They both have Kareem. The Big O. Oscar Robertson. Sidney Moncrief. Sidney Moncrief, yes. Is that Magic's rookie year when he got the finals MVP or not? No, this is the year. This is Kareem's? This is not Kareem's last year. Kareem, it might be Kareem's last year. I think Kareem's still on the team, though. He was on the team. In 86-87? Could be wrong. I think... Uh, the Lakers get this one done. Older Kareem, more wise than younger Kareem. He was on the on team. The Bucks. And then I'm taking Magic over Oscar Robertson. So give me Lakers give and me six. Lakers. Lakers. Give me Lakers. James Bobby. Worthy. That's, that's a tough Michael team. Michael Cooper. <laughs> that's a tough team. That is a tough team. Green. Yeah, give me Lakers. Yeah, yeah give me the Lakers. Yeah, this is yeah. Magic before everything. I, I think outside of Big O and Kareem and Moncrief, I mean, there's not much going on for that Bucks team. I just think the Lakers have the better matchup. I'm going Lakers in six. Yeah. I'll go Lakers in five. I go Lakers in six. I'm disrespecting them a little bit. That's fine. Yeah, you can disrespect. Just I respect for um, Big O. For who? Oscar Robinson. That's fine. The number seven seed, 1988-1989 Pistons, against the tenth seed, 1998-1999 Spurs. Give me the bad boys. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the bad boys. You that was, that was Michael Jordan out. Come on now. I think that was one of David Robinson's last years. That's when Tim Duncan, the rookie, like carried that team to the finals, I believe. The Pistons were just way too physical. You talking about Bill Lambeer? Ralph Sampson was on that team too. He didn't, he, he didn't play the Spurs. Spurs? That year, he was on that team. I did not know that. But IT, IT was, I think low, he was. was still one of my favorite point guards. Joe Dumars, I'm pretty sure, is there. IT, yeah. Joe Dumars, you got uh, Bill Cartwright. Isn't a young Dennis Rodman on that team? Too? Yep. Yeah. Wasn't Cartwright on that team? Yeah, Dennis Rodman's so. fine. He didn't even dye his hair yet. Yeah. Pistons in six. Pistons in five. You, you said yeah. we're in the hands. I got to be honest. I'm going Pistons in seven. Guys, I think that Spurs team, I think Tim Duncan would have been just... 
Yeah, I, I think he averaged like five blocks a game during the yeah. finals that year. Like Tim Duncan was like, a he was a, a beast. Like, I've young, never seen that young Timmy D. Any team that gets Michael Jordan probably I can respect to though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then or eight nine. If I can find the nine, there it is. The 2012-2013 Heat as the eight seed huh. against the 1993-1994 Rockets. Give me the Heat. Give nah, hold on now, because they do have Akeem and no, G- who, who's guarding Akeem in that? Okay. Chris Bosh. I, th- I think yeah. I think the Rockets uh, championship wins. I think that's one of the s- situations. It was a clear like carry. Yeah. Like who else was there other than Hakeem? Kenny no, the Jet. Kenny the Jet. I think I th- it was he's o- but he's only known because he's on NBA and TV. I think TNT. I mean Hakeem carried that team. It, he did. I think it's he and six, but Hakeem has some. Who, who's guarding, guarding Hakeem? Who's guarding LeBron? Who's guarding Dwayne Wade? No, the team. The Heat is just a better team. Who's but guarding? I think Hakeem's yeah, average like thirty points in the series. Hakeem the whole game. Ray Allen wasn't there yet. No, he was there. That was that was the shot. That was the shot year. That was the shot. Wise. And then you got Mac Mac Miller coming off the bench. Was that was the Birdman there? Birdman, yeah. <laughs> Birdman, Birdman. Bird <laughs> you gotta go Heat. It's it's Heat and Six. Hakeem steals yeah. two games. Do you remember uh, who was a point guard that year on the Heat? Uh, Mario Chalmers. Norris Cole. Norris Cole or Mario Thomas. It was one Mario Chalmers. It was Mario Chalmers, no? No, it was Norris Cole or Mario Thomas. Mario Chalmers. That's what I was. Mario thinking. Chalmers was starting giving. He had a little three logo next to him in two K. He, he was. He, oh my god! I played two K. I know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> that team brings back so much good memories. So second round, we got the 1995-96 Bulls. They were the one seed. They're going up against the 1985-1986 Celtics. Oh, give, me, give me the Bulls. Give me the Bulls. You can't that would, that that would be a great match at the watch. I would love to see this. Wow. No, this is Michael Jordan's best year. This is Larry Bird's best year. Yeah, but come on. The only reason Michael Jordan was really losing these guys because he didn't have Pippen yet. Now you got Pippen. And now, like, you got is this Rookie Six for them? This, this is the last dance here? This is, no, the last dance here is 98. So, oh, so this is not even. This is right. This is the year after. This is the year after Jordan came back. I'm going Bulls in seven. They got Rodman. They got Rodman. I'm going Bulls in seven. Because Michael Jordan was still giving this team hell. That's arguable. Michael Jordan was taking the team to six. That'd be great. Because the Celtics, they have Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale too. Yeah. Can't forget about that. I'm that, saying, but that's he, cute. But the Bulls Michael Jordan was you know, Michael Jordan was giving the team hell when he when he was when he was only a pop. Horse he was still getting exited, was. but he was getting he was stealing a game or two. And he was dropping fifty. He was. Larry Burkhold. Did he drop sixty three? Black Jesus, come on, man. Did he drop sixty three? In game two. Was that the playoffs? Yeah, that is the most points scored in a playoff loss in NBA history. Yeah, I thought Dame, that was a no, young, Dame, that's young Jordan. Dame did 55. Who? Dame. Not, not him. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I was saying, you got, not, you got Jordan <laughs> coming off baseball. His body's feeling good. <laughs> you got to go Bulls in seven. Baseball, Michael Jordan, man. I'll go bull. I'll go Bulls in seven. That's really close, but. It's, it's really close, but. It's if it's in Chicago, I can't say no to. That atmosphere, too. No. Sorry, Bird. You had your fun. Moving on to the other side, I guess. Or, hmm. Actually, we'll stay on the same side. 2017-2018 Warriors, three seed. Mm-hmm. They're going up against the 1986-1987 Lakers. The problem, the problem with the Warriors is they have the defense is not there. The, who? For who? The Warriors? I don't know about that. I'm saying, this is what Kareem's there. Who's really guarding Kareem from the Warriors? Or is Kareem not no, on the team? No one's guarding Kareem. Yeah, no, no, this, I don't this care that he's 40, oh, what, 42? Okay. Well, the, the I, Warriors no, team is the best offensive team in history. Yes, but... I, but who's guarding, who's guarding Magic? 
Who's Don't say KD. Steph Curry and Durant on the perimeter. No, Magic, Magic Johnson. Magic can guard one of them. Like, Magic can guard KD. Defense is so overrated. Huh? Perimeter defense is the most overrated statistic. But it's hand checking error. That's true. He's getting Curry problems. Curry, KD definitely doesn't know how to hand check. He doesn't know how to put his foot two inches off the freaking line. You think he knows how to hand and check? The rebounding, the rebounding is going to be insane. Lakers, the Lakers have all the rebounds. It's definitely a series. Don't get it twisted. Draymond Green, yeah, he can lock up who? James is worth. James Worthy? That's f- yeah. that's cool. No, I've seen enough Lakers in seven. Yeah, Lakers in six. Lakers in six. Come on, now. this, this Warriors <laughs> team is not losing a seven game series to any team in NBA history. No one's guarding Steph or Kevin Durant. Like no one. I think you're. Yeah, in a seven game series. Like but if we're if you put who who is a starting center like Festus Azili? I don't even know. Festus like, Azili, like the Warriors. No, Zaza Pachulia. Zaza. Zaza, you put him on Kareem, bring a double. I'm letting James Worthy shoot all day long. Cool, he will. He'll, he'll shoot. Miss. He'll shoot from the 15 foot from, from 15 feet. Are you smother Curry with Magic? He's. <clears throat> I'm swat. I'm taking threes over twos. Give me. But see, the thing with Magic on Curry is that Curry's got to shoot over a lot of a lot of man. Bro, he does that already. Like, he does that now. Like now, right. he, and his hand checking okay. bro, so he can't even do all his dribbling. Because Magic is going to be there. He's going to step up, and he's going to, like, stress Curry out because Curry is not going to be able to do that. And they and play then, defense and then, for 48 minutes he'll, in he'll that NBA. Clay, and then this was Clay in his prime, where Clay's an all-NBA defender, too. Now you can stick him on Magic. That is true. Can't forget he wasn't all, an all-NBA defender. Yeah, you got me. Lakers in seven. Sure, I'm, I'm, Lakers and, I'm sticking with Lakers in seven. Lakers Lakers seven. Sure. You, guys, seven. You, guys, you guys can go seven two game series. Magic is going to prove why he's the best point guard in NBA history. I like that, too. Dude, you just go down. What hand you want, Kareem? Right. Bow. That's, that's how it was. I got to be honest. I'm going Lakers in six. I think I think Kareem I just think dominates. That's very disrespectful. I don't think it's disrespectful. I think I think they have no one. I think they have no one to 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 defend Kareem. And if they double team Kareem, someone's going to be open. They'll just put their shooters out. And there. I know we're talking about like but like shooting threes and Kareem Scott. Like you could Curry could you're catch him on, you're going to catch Curry on an off night in a seven game series. If it's going to seven, you're going to catch him on an off night. It happened, it happened against the Celtics this past year. Yeah. I mean. Curry has an off night. Is KD going to have an off night, too? With this type of defense, he might. I don't want to talk about KD. Is Clay going to have – are all three of them going to have an off night? Probably They're not. They're going to win game six. You know, game six, Clay, he'll, he'll take the game six. I don't know. This, this, team, was, this team was going like 16-1 in the though. playoffs. It's tough. I'm calling Lakers and saying, who's going eight. Kareem? Tell me, who's, tell me confidently okay. who's going Kareem. Draymond Green? No. Skyhook. Uh, Skyhook Sky Central. Who's got a better bench? Give me, give me Iggy. Give me – you know, we all know Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston. Did you say give me Iguodala? Yes. On, give I me Iguodala. This is not Iggy in that series. This is this is. Oh nah, you lost me. Bro, these Warriors team is this Warriors team's not losing a seven game series. I, I know we want to say like hand checking era, but bro, like how how much is that going to make a difference? There's just too much grit on this Lakers team. Okay, so so what are we doing? We're going Lakers and seven. It's, it's Lakers. Lakers and seven. Warriors and five. What? Oh, no, 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 what? no, 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 This, this oh. team was embarrassing w. people. Are you nuts? Embarrassing teams. Are you nuts? Like LeBron? Yeah, but like, like no. embarrassing LeBron. LeBron. What team was embarrassing close to MVP though? Harden? Like it's not like they were playing. Oh scrubs. come on, we're talking about Harden in the playoffs though. We saw Harden what Harden was doing in the Rockets play in that whole playoffs. He didn't play in the playoffs when he was I mean, in the bro, playoffs. This team, this team went what sixteen and one in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, but who did they play? Jason, you know what that was? 
That's a cold take. I don't know. I don't know. No, honestly, Warriors and five. That's disrespectful. That's very disrespectful. Who's Gordon Kareem? What do do we have the Lakers as here? The sixty for a reason. I'm I'm looking up their their playoff run right now. Who did the Warriors play in that playoff run? Bro, they played LeBron James by himself when he had four Hall of Famers. So this is the 2017-2018 Cavaliers, right? That they beat. And everyone say 2018 LeBron is the greatest player yeah, I've ever serious? seen. No. People, people legitimately say that that playoff run, LeBron was literally the greatest player I've ever seen. That, was, like, that was the year after. It was 2017-2018. Or 2018 to 2019? Yeah. Or that was the Raptors year. 2017-2017 oh, yeah, so right. yeah. was the first year that yes. they, they beat him with Kyrie. And then so LeBron carried him the next year. And just went crazy. Yeah, but LeBron was by himself. When you had KD, Curry, Clay, Draymond, <laughs> and, and he, he, bro, he just he just smoked them. To stop one man, to stop one man, they needed four firepowers. They, they didn't even they don't even need to like stop, bro. They just they just pooped on him for four games in a row. Like no, game one wasn't like that. Come on now. Game one, come on. Game one wasn't like that. And the Lakers is way better than that Cleveland team. Yes, by a thousand. A thousand meters. Let's move on. We're, we're running short on time. You're right. God. Um, the two seed. Where are they? Two seed 2000 2001 Lakers gets the eight seed 2012 2013 Heat. Say that again. I was, I was 2000 2001 Lakers against the 2012 2013 Heat. Uh, you, I'm sorry. Shaq still. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because the, the Heat team wasn't even shooting threes besides Ray Allen. No, LeBron. LeBron actually LeBron. had a three-point shot. Though. But this, this, like, LeBron wasn't giving you the, the little Sweet. side step yet. Ty he was still dominant. No, 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 LeBron. No, this, this is prime LeBron, but this is also prime Shaq. This is prime Shaq. Yeah, I'm going Lakers. You got. To. I'm going Lakers. In, I'm going Lakers to seven. That's fair. Lakers yeah, and Lakers, Lakers Lakers seven. Lakers yeah. seven. I like that. Lakers. I agree. Yeah. I think Lakers win though. Yeah. 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 I just because. The I love, love Dwayne Wade, but I do not feel like he's going to guard Kobe. And, and then, this is Roby. Th- this, this is going to be controversial. 1991-1992 Bulls okay. against the 1988-1989 Pistons. Bad boys, again, they gave they gave Jordan promise all the time. This, so, the time. so this team... I think I have to go with Dame. I got I to go Pistons. I, I think I have to go with Dame. They gave like, Jordan this, this is This was the, the best version of the Pistons... Against Arguably. not the best version of the Bulls because yeah, they don't have Rodman. They sure. don't have. Sure, but it's still a series, though. Oh, it's a series. I, this is going seven. Yeah, it's it's Pistons in seven. Yeah, but they, you got now now if this is the same year Pistons, I'm taking the Bulls. Yeah, but this yeah. is the best version of the Pistons we yeah. got in that and this, era. And this is the this is the year after. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you gotta understand this too. This is Joe Dumars' defensive player of the year. Yeah, okay. without without that Pistons team. MJ would have probably went, uh, had five championships. No, he, he would have less. I mean, he has six, you know. Well, he, I mean, well, he did. He would have one, one more. I'm, I'm sorry. He would have one more championship to his. Yeah. All right. Sure. So Pistons. I'll go Pistons and seven. Pistons and seven. Uh, Hasty does not like that one. No, no, that's a hard one. That's it's, a, it's hard. It's hard. I don't want to. I can't argue with the argument. This is not the best. This is not the best bowls. The 1995-1996 Bulls okay. against the 1988-1989 Pistons. 
96 Bulls. 96 that's Bulls. Old, 96 Bulls. 96 Bulls and 6. This is, this is, Bulls and 6. That's, that's, that's MJ. There you go. Come the, on. That's, that's Black Jesus. The 2001, or, excuse me, the 2000-2001 Lakers against the 2017-2018 Warriors. Well, no, the, I don't think the Warriors made it. The Warriors Every, everyone make else, we picked, I was only one. Are you serious? Yeah, so it would have been the Lakers. Huh? We went the Lakers. So we went Lakers? Oh, wait, I'm stupid. We went Lakers. God, my bad. Jesus almost got his way. So, <laughs> the, where is it? 2001-2001 Lakers against the 1986-1987 Lakers. So Shaq and Kobe Lakers or Magic Kareem Lakers? Yeah. Magic Kareem. I'm going Magic Kareem. I'm going Kobe Shaq. I gotta, I gotta go Kobe Shaq. I gotta go Kobe Shaq. This is forty-year-old Kareem. I don't, is he really right. I'm going Kobe. I'll, Shaq. I'll go Kobe Shaq because I did forget Kareem was forty. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. We got, I'm, we got these guys beating Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, four All Stars, but, but not beating Rick Fox and Byron Scott. Like, wow. what are we doing? <laughs> Ty Lue. What are we doing? It's Ty Lue. Like, this, this is incredible. That's prime Shaq. Who are they? Go- who, who's guarding Shaq? Kareem. Kareem yep. Abdul-Jabbar is guarding Shaq. No, Shaq would bully him. At Kareem. Shaq would bully him. It, it was just wasn't a good matchup for the Warriors. It just wasn't a good matchup. And I'm sorry, Kobe. He'll he'll have a, a field day. A field we day. We are talking with about defense. two players I, I against that. four All Stars. So who you put on Kobe on that Warriors team? Be honest. Clay Thompson, who was all all defense. I don't hate that though. All defense. That, that, this is back when. So then. But, then, who, but then who's guarding Shaq? I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who's a top five player in NBA history. I think I think if anyone has a shot, it's gonna be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, what are we gonna do about James Worthy? Oh, here's Defensive Player of the Year, Draymond Green. If we're if we're gonna choose, like, what are what are we doing? What are we doing? Or, no, I guess I guess I'm wrong because we were talking about the 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 Lakers. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm putting what Magic on Kobe, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm putting Kareem on Shaq. Shaq. Oh, but guess what? Guess who won Defensive Player of the Year? I just looked this up in 1986, 1987. James Worthy. Uh, Michael Cooper. Oh. And James Worthy, great defender. So we're not gonna we're gonna have this team beating the Warriors, but not the 2001, 2001. I had 2000. 2000, 2001 Lakers. Bro, I'm taking. I had Shaq. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying that's why I'm taking the 86, 87. Lakers, because if we're going to have them beating the Warriors, how are we not going to have them beating this Lakers team? That's true. You know what? That's true. I'm switching back. That's true. I can't. We can't deny facts. I'm you gave us back. the facts. Bro, like they match up so well. Like if, if they're going to beat the, the bro, like the most unstoppable offensive team of all time, I think they're going to beat Byron Scott. I'm going with 86, 87 Lakers. Sure. I'm gonna. I'm gonna switch my answer. I'm sure. switching my answer. Are you not switching yours? Jason, it doesn't matter. At this point, you guys got. It. I had I had to convince you on on one of these 50-50 ones. So then, are we going eighty six, eighty seven Lakers? Yeah, yes. Or win it all? They got to win it all. Now. Or are we going ninety five, ninety six no. Bulls? Oh, oh, never mind. Give me the Bulls. MJ's a different beast. <clears throat> oh yeah, so MJ's a different beast, but Kobe isn't. Yeah. Uh, this I'm, not, this I'm, not. Okay, come on. Nah, come on. What do you mean, come on? I'm taking MJ over Kobe. Kobe's yeah. Kobe. It's it's it goes Michael, LeBron, Kobe. For what? For, For what? all time. What? Michael, LeBron, Kobe. Oh, my. We'll have that discussion the other day. I think Kobe's struggling in the top ten. He's struggling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're doing, yo, we're doing this Monday. Whoa, we got to get, the, we gotta get this debate what? out the way. What? He's struggling in the top ten. We're bringing in Kev Brown Monday no, because we're struggling. doing Jordan versus LeBron. Struggling, bro. <laughs> I, need to know, I need to know nine other people better than Kobe. 
Jordan, Kareem, LeBron. We're going to take a short little break Duncan. when we come back. Shaq. We're talking baseball free agency. Duncan's not better than This is Duncan's the Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. Welcome back here on the Letterman at 90.7 WCLH. I'm joined. Oh, no! I'm joined in the studio with Christopher Gordy. How are we doing? Doing, you know, we're doing good. How are you doing, Costner? Hey, Costner, how's it going? I'm living. living. Living like Larry? Living like Larry. Wait, 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 wait. Like Costner, Larry. Costner. Oh, wait, no. I gotta do that. Okay, we'll do it again. About my business. About your business? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Orlando, back back for some more MLB. Yep. And then, of course, where is it? This one. Hey, my music. Do you smell what the Zach is cooking? I smell what the Zach is cooking. He's right next to me. Hey, my music. Zach's in the studio. What is going on, y'all? It's Friday. Let's go. Zach, tell them about the social media. You mean the, the, uh, at WCLH, the Letterman? Yeah. Where we post our locks of the week for both NBA yeah. and NFL. What? And college football. What? And we tell you when the show's going to be. What? And we kind of let y'all know how we roll here what? on WCLH, the Letterman. What? That's all lit. Instagram, Twitter, Spotify. Tap in, man. Tap in. What? Let's get it. Let's get it. We got some baseball <laughs> free agency to go over. Very important news coming out of Houston. Justin Verlander has opted out of his player, uh, whatever it is, uh, player, player, option. Option. player option. So he is now a free agent once again after just being a free agent last offseason. If I, mean, I have to be honest, I think he's only doing this for less money. I think he's doing Whoa, it for more. I, I think he's doing it, it for more. You think he's going to get... He can he's get, 40. He's trying to get a one-year, like, $35 million No, deal. he said he wants a multi-year deal. And, you know, Justin Verlander himself said that he wants to continue to pitch until they, like, forcibly tear the jersey off of his back. And it's very clear that he is more than capable of becoming, you know, the pitcher that he was years prior when he was in Detroit because he's more than likely going to win his third career Cy Young after a great season once again with the Houston Astros. Led the league in earn run average with 1.75 you know he had over 200 or wait he had almost 200 strikeouts but still though i mean great season by him and he is now a free agent once again thank you you're welcome i had to get that sneeze out before i continue to talk about you know baseball because you know you don't want to talk about baseball when you got a sneeze in the back that just wouldn't be that's fair. Optimal. Yeah. Kaiser? So, Martel, is your take on the Justin Verlander situation that he's going to go back to Houston for less money? Yeah. To, okay. I I don't know what, like... I, mean, I, can see, I can see it, but I, I mean... 
I can see why he wants more money, but at this yeah. point, it's like you just want to keep winning championships. Yeah. Go back for less money. Let Houston get some other marquee free agents. That's true. I think he's looking yeah. for more of a multi-year deal than you know a bag. Yeah, I, I mean, if he gets the bag, I mean, he deserves it. Like Chris yeah. just said, third third time getting Cy Young. He obviously still hasn't shown any signs of slowing down, other than in the playoffs. And he is, you know, he is ready to rock and roll. I mean, you know, he himself knows that he is capable of pitching at an elite level still. And I mean, we all have seen it this season. So he is now a free agent. Teams besides the Houston Astros are going to send him offers. Yeah. Um, they're very much going to try for him, and I think some of those teams that we should keep an eye out for are the New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox, and you know Houston's definitely going to try and bring him back. And the other team, the other team in Texas, Dodgers could look for him because they are looking yeah. to buy a lot of people. Rangers are indeed looking to buy a lot of people. And speaking of the Texas Rangers, surprising news coming out of New York: Jacob Degrom has shown interest in, sh- in signing with the Texas Rangers. Which is mind blowing in all honesty because Where's I mean, Leroy? where is Leroy? I don't know. He didn't Not show up today. He's supposed to be here. I know he was supposed to be for basketball too. He didn't want to show up. We, we don't we don't have our Mets fan to talk about you know Degrom leaving. But let me tell you something. <laughs> I will be surprised if he leaves New York. But if there were a team besides the Mets to pick him up, it would probably either be the Braves or the Texas Rangers. So for him to you know show interest that he wants to play in Texas is, you know, honestly mind-blowing to me considering the season that they just had. I mean, you know, last offseason they spent big, big money on both Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager to help build cornerstones for that infield to have a good offense for the years to come. But, you know, we all know that their pitching isn't where it's at. So by getting DeGrom and, you know, possibly Justin Verlander too, this team could do a total 180, and next thing you know, they're contenders. I don't know about that, though. I mean, there is a lot There is a lot that, you know, goes into making a team good. But, I mean, if you have guys like that, man, it's definitely going to upgrade them big time. That's true. I think I feel like the Rangers should go for someone a little younger, though. I mean, I would definitely go DeGrom because, you know, I mean, Verlander is not going to be in the league in three years. I'm sorry. He's not. That's not a bad take. Not Who? a bad take. DeGrom, no, Verlander. Not the, not he'll, he'll be 42 at that point. I think Verlander is going to pitch until he's 45. He's going to try and pull Nolan Ryan. He's going to say he's pulling a Nolan Ryan, Tom Brady. I don't know. He says he wants to. The thing with DeGrom is, though. Wanting to and being able to is two very different things. We see Aaron Rodgers in he's, right now. He's 39, throwing 97, 98 mile per hour heaters. I will say, if he's anyone still, can. He's more than capable. If anyone can, man. Anthony Rizzo got his qualifying offer. Yeah, congrats. Is he going to take it, though? No. He's going to wait in- until he sees what the Yankees do with Judge. I, that's what I firmly believe Rizzo is going to do. I think if Judge resigns, me with the Giants do with Judge. <laughs> <laughs> I think if the Judge resigns, which I think he does, you think so, man? You, you, you just want to believe that. You want to believe that. So if Judge resigns, when he resigns, Rizzo will also resign. Yeah. I guess I'm just, I'll just do the sports show myself. You know, I'll talk. I'll, I'll talk over the mic. We're, we're pretty myself. loud, so I mean. I, I could speak loud enough so that, you know, the listeners could hear us from your mic, but that's just what you want to believe. You just what if I muted all the mics and just left? You know what I want to see? <laughs> we all know Board Op. We all know Board Op. We can keep this show running. 
I took my training. I know boredom. Yeah, yeah, What I will say though is, as as the chaotic man I am, you know what I would love to see just to watch Martell's face if burn. If you say in Orioles, agony. if you say Orioles, you can no, 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 no. even better than the Orioles. Because I'm gonna be honest, we're not your biggest rival. I'll be honest. Seeing Aaron Judge in red and white in a Red Sox jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Mute him. What? That's what I love. That's what I Thank love. Thank you. I'll talk over you, Martel. That's what I love. That's disgusting. That's, that is, that's, that's the that's most disgusting take I've ever heard in my life. He's either going to the Giants or the Dodgers. I didn't say I think that. I said to see it just to watch your face burn in agony. Listen, uh, one thing I will say, though, is that... I will not watch <laughs> baseball next year if Aaron Judge went to the Boston Red Sox. I, I love... There would not be an MLB segment. I love the idea <laughs> of Aaron Judge we, we possibly... <laughs> going to Beaton Town, that I, I, oh my gosh, I would buy that jersey in an instant. Oh, me. But um, one thing I will say though is that I think that Aaron Judge, although I think the Red Sox should try to pick him up, I don't think he should be a top priority for the Sox. I think the Red Sox's top priority is, you know, I, I've said before that it should be extending Devers, but I changed my mind on that. I think that the Red Sox's top priority should be locking up Xander Bogarts, and here's why. Hmm. I think the main reason why locking up Xander Bogarts is the best move for Boston is because I think what they're trying to do with Devers is that he wants to gauge Bogarts' contract. He's really good friends with Xander Bogarts, so if he understands that, hey, if the Red Sox can't keep this guy, why am I even going to try to you know, go forward with the um, extension deal with them? And also news did come out that um, once the offseason is easy, Excuse me. Once the offseason is over, um, Rafael Devers is not going to um, entertain any contract extensions during the regular season. So if they don't get it done, it's what Xander Bogarts did this last year. You know, he said, like, when the regular season comes around, I want to focus on my play. I want to focus on winning games. I don't want to talk about any of that stuff. Well, he didn't do that. He didn't do that, (laughs) unfortunately. But Rafael Devers did express that interest that he is not going to discuss contract extensions during the regular season if it comes to that. So I think that with signing Xander Bogarts to a long-term deal, it also helps you lock up Rafael Devers. So I think that's what the Red Sox should do. Not only that, just help out with pitching. But luckily, one of the Twitter accounts, one of the baseball Twitter accounts, more specifically talking baseball, did a lovely graphic of all the top free agents at each position to help us gauge, you know, all the, you know, all the stars that are out for grabs. And one of those stars that is out for grabs that just declined, or I don't know if he declined or if the Dodgers did, but Justin Turner is now officially a free agent, and it's more Whoa. than likely that he is going to no longer be a Los Angeles Dodger. The Dodgers are blowing it up. By blowing it up, I mean their free their free agents are not signing back. So they're just going to replenish from probably the one of the best farm systems. You can't replace Trey Turner. You can't replace Justin Turner. If I put money on oh, anyone you being able Justin to do Turner. it, you can replace, replace Justin Turner. Okay, you can replace Justin Turner. Trey, Trey Turner is hard to replace. Yeah. But, I mean, He's in all honesty, team. though, I've said He's on last, I said on the last show I was on on Monday, I think it's a lock, and I mean an absolute lock, that Carlos Correa is a Los Angeles Dodger. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it in. How about um, Trey Turner? Interested in Philly. He did say that himself. Trey Turner himself said that he is interested in going to the Philadelphia over there. Phillies. They're it's, salivating it's over not, there. It's not interest. It's it's a done deal. They're working <laughs> the numbers. Right <laughs> Stop it. Him and Bryce Harper were coming up together. They're best friends. They've always said they want to play together again. 
Their wives are best friends. He wants to come to the East Coast. Like, come on. You know, don't go to a rival of your best friend. You go play with your best friend. We're going to sail over the luxury tax. I'll take I'll take one World Series for five years of 20 wins. I'll take it. I'll probably be in my 40s. Sure. My, kids, my kids will have a very depressing childhood with the Phillies. But you, you know what? 20 wins? I'll take five years of 20 wins if we win a World Series with Trey Turner. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. You know, Bryce, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh! You know what would be really cool, Costner, if in three years' time, you know, you have Harper locked up for a while. Say this offseason, they lock up Trey Turner for a while, which is more than likely going to happen. I think he's going to be a Philadelphia Philly as well. In three years' time, or no, actually, it might be after this season. I'm not sure, but soon. A, s- a former Washington Nationals player is going to be a free agent unless he gets an extension. How about Fun. Soto, Turner, and Harper all in the Phillies together? Where are you getting this money from? Because <laughs> Harper and Castellanos are each making oh. like $20 million a year. Listen, 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 listen. The bullpen needs the money. So does the pitching. If the owner is up for it, you can spend however much money you want. Who cares about the luxury tax? It's you know, that's, that's the one thing that makes me mad the most like in baseball. Talk to them, Chris. I'm going to talk to them. All these owners, all these big-time major league owners, right? They have all this money in the world. They are billionaires. Each one of them has over a billion dollars in net worth. You're telling me that the owner of the Pittsburgh Pirates can't spend money on his team? He, he can't build a good team with free agents. Get he can't do that. Get You're telling me that, you know, all these other owners like John Henry from the Red Sox who just sold Liverpool. Get he no him. longer owns Liverpool Football Club. The Fenway Sports Group no longer owns Liverpool. So they have all that money opened up. But guess what? Get him. He's not going to spend money. Get him. I know he's not. He couldn't extend Mookie Betts. He had trouble figuring out a deal with Xander Bogarts. And now they're having trouble with Devers. Get him. You have all this money in the world. You are billionaires. Get him. You purchased this team for a reason. Not to make more money, to help bring championships to the team. Spend the money, build your squad. Championships make you money. It's that simple. Championships do make you money. You don't want to have to say about the Red Sox. You stink on ice. Do I need to bring up how many... Championships the Sox have won in the last two decades compared to the Yankees championships. Do I need to do that? No. Can, can we not? Because I, I think it's I think it's four it, to one. It makes me really depressed <laughs> as the division rival of both of you. Can we not? He's turn your mic off so we can't hear you. Some other marquee free agents that we have. Uh, Dansby Swanson. How about him? I'm mute so I can talk. He ain't going to Baltimore. No, what do you need to not, talk? I, I have a, I have a, you know, I'm mute. I do have some takes that don't involve people going to Baltimore, okay? Baltimore <laughs> yeah, like, right. has to get somebody, though. You know what I mean? Like, Correa. It's Correa. Yeah, yeah, no, Correa. No, Baltimore, they'll get, Correa. they'll get uh, Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You know what? This way, I would be fine with Craig Kimbrell. And they'll get Brad Boxberry or Berger. Those are two great pieces to already had to a good bullpen. So I don't know why you're saying it like it's a bad Michael player. Lorenzen. It's two great pieces to add to a bullpen, so I don't know why you're saying it like that. But to talk about Carlos Correa... I think that, you know, I saw something the other day. I read that he was going, they were going to switch off of Trey Turner, and he was going to go, I'm sorry. I was saying a thought, and then he showed me Trey Mancini. Mm -hmm. Come back to Baltimore, man. Look at him. Look at him. 
You're so happy. I'm so happy he got a ring. He got a ring. I'm biased. Like I was half rooting for the Astros just because Trey Mancini was there. That's disgusting. Yeah, same here. I, I, I'm sorry. If you can't Listen, root for was, Trey Mancini, you don't have a soul. I was rooting for the Phillies, but I wasn't. Like, I'm, I'm terribly a Phillies mad. fan, so I was rooting for the Phillies. Too. That, I understand. I understand. I, I, I wasn't 100 percent mad that the Astros won because my boy Christian Vasquez got another ring. I'm Need I say another? Because you know he won one in 2018. Wait, no, I'm not high fiving you. I'm not high fiving you. Um, anywho, um, going over this graphic a bit more, you mentioned Dansby Swanson. I think that a very like lowish market team is gonna bring him to their squad. Really? It's e- the thing about Dansby Swanson is that he's either going back to Atlanta, which I think is very likely, mm-hmm. or you know he ends up with like a smaller market, like borderline contenderish team. I think the Same. Minnesota Twins could be a very good target for Dansby Swanson. You I don't know, to I fill don't, in the spot that Carlos Correa left. Oh, I like Mariners. Mariners. Is not a bad say. Well, they have JP Crawford, right? <laughs> move JP. Take, you move JP to second or third. Yeah, I'm taking Dansby over JP Crawford. Move JP to second or third and have um, uh, Swanson at short. I think that's amazing. Oh my God! That that neck crack was. You heard insane. that on the. I heard that on the on the. Oh my headphones. gosh! That neck <laughs> that crack felt great. Wow. That neck I feel crack. like a new man now. Wow. Um, I can see. I mean, Dansby Swanson in Minnesota isn't hateful. Breaking news over there. Yeah. What? Report. Astros have just announced that GM James Click will not return for the 2023. Wow. Oh. That's a. Is Hinch coming back? <coughs> is that no, what he's, this in, is? he's in Detroit. Oh, yeah. yeah I, forgot, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. But wow, Detroit's irrelevant. So that's that's interesting, though. That's very interesting because. Why you would know, they do that? For a, team that, for a team that just won the World Series, why would their GM not return? Maybe they're cheating again. <laughs> I've been saying it. I've been saying it. That is. Maybe very don't chew into the mic. I will say. Won't be surprised <laughs> if in four years. It comes out, and the Astros were using trash cans. Oh, again. and nothing happens to him again? Great. Yeah. <laughs> There's no... <laughs> well, uh, to comment uh, on that potentialness, I mean, if it happens twice, I think at that point you need to talk about retracting the franchise. Nah. Eh, maybe. Twice maybe. in a row? I'm at sorry. least the ownership group has to sell at that point then. Yeah. I'm a, I, I, that's a, that's I'm a bare a minimum. I'm a huge Phillies fan, but you can't change Jordan Alvarez throwing an absolute... Or, um, Freaking, what's his name? Valdez. No, uh, Alvarado just throwing an absolute missile down the middle of the plate. Oh, well, yeah. Alvarez. Yeah, that, that too. It was low too, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, hey. It was certainly not a missile. It, it was hard. It was, it was, was more of a... Ball. It was more of a... <laughs> like a BP pitch. Yeah. Yeah. More of a, it was more of a spicy meatball. It, it was him saying, hey, how far can you hit this? Well, let me show you. I'm not going to lie to you. I was sitting Mama in my bedroom. <laughs> I was sitting in my bedroom. I was like, you know, like... Alvarado's been doing great this this postseason, but <laughs> if he throws heat down the middle to this guy, it's not going to come down. It's just going to keep going. <laughs> and next pitch, home run, I was like, oh, well. I just don't understand why Bob. Chest <laughs> yeah. It yeah. might yeah. land soon in Wilkes-Barre, yeah. man. It might, might be landing soon. <laughs> like, why did Rob Thompson not just keep Zach Wheeler in the game? He, he said he liked the matchup. Uh, like, Alvarado against Alvarez. Like Alvarez hits lefties so well. In fact, I think even better than he hits righties. Like I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah so that's like three eleven against lefties. I don't know. I think it was. I think he was just looking into the the future. I guess. I don't know. Well, he clearly didn't see the future. 
But like, I guess the the rumors of Chris or uh, Zach Wheeler having like uh, like fatigue, being tired. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I don't. Someone was shot. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Not shot, but tired. So I'm gonna play a fun game now. Well, this, this, is game. Where, this is where the Phillies come in this all season. Get another, another. another we playing guess guess where they're going. Is that what we're playing? Yeah, I'm just gonna start <laughs> naming. I'm gonna start naming free agents. You just tell me where they're going. The first place that comes to our mind. No explanation. Just yeah. real quick. Yeah, real quick. Lightning right? round. Let's go. Wilson Contreras. Chicago Cubs. I think he stays. Cubs. I think he stays. Yeah. Um. Nathan Navaldi. Ooh. Oof. All right. Now, Texas. Uh, the Red Sox, um, you know, they handed him the qualifying offer, the same one that they gave Bogarts, but I think Navaldi is going to test free agency, and I would have to agree with Zach. I think the Rangers is a perfect, perfect team for Navaldi to be on. Like just He just screams Texas Ranger to me. Yes. San Diego. Not bad. Seattle, a lot of money tied up, and not bad. I like that. I'll go Seattle. That sounds that sounds nice, actually. <coughs> Martin Perez. Ooh. It depends on how much he wants. I think, I think he could stay in Texas. Yeah, I have him staying. I have him either staying or going across the way to Houston. If he gets ten a season, I think he stays. If he gets like fifteen, twenty, I think he goes to Houston. I think he stays. I think he stays. I think Texas starts to bring in some guys, and he realizes. The upside of staying. Yeah, he, he, back on Perez, he had a great year, and I definitely think he's going to be getting a lot of offers from teams. I think sure. he stays though. I think he stays yeah. as well. I will not be surprised though if he does leave, but yeah, I think he, I fair. think he does stay. That's fair. Talion. Padres. Ooh, that's a good spot. I like that. Yeah, I like San Diego. I'll go with San Diego for him. I'll go San Diego too. Blue Jays. Oh, Ooh. I don't hate that. In division. <laughs> I think I think this is the only spot he's really had success in his career. And I think he does stay. I don't I I wouldn't blame him for leaving because I think he will get paid more somewhere else. But like I said, he's had his best career. He had a career year in New York. And we don't hate him. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what he does. I truly don't. Johnny Cueto. So random. Um, I told you, I'm just going down the list. What is he, 38 now? He's going to be. I think he'll go back to San Francisco. I got it. I think he'll go back to San Francisco. Um, you know, hey, Lance. <laughs> he was just with the Giants last year, and then he signed the one-year deal with the White Sox. I think he goes back to San Fran. I can see him go back to San Fran. He's definitely not going to be Chicago. Although he had a resurgence in Chicago. But I think he goes back to San Fran. He'll go back to San Fran. San Fran. Okay. Um, let's just give me something that's not a starting pitcher. Brandon Drury. That's, ooh. Okay. Now, I definitely think the Padres are going to offer him something. I think they're definitely going to want him to return to their team, especially after, you know, the second half of the season that he had with the squad and, you know, he's introduced that playoff crowd. He's more than likely going to return to San Diego. However, I could see a team like... Um, uh, I could see a team like Minnesota possibly getting him. Yeah. Like, like teams that need infielders. Teams that are, like, desperate on infielding. Going to scoop him up. Yeah, I, I could see that. I'm going to go with a completely random team here. 
Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Do you want to go first, Bill? Or do you want me to go? You go, and then I'll... I'll, 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 I'll. The Miami Marlins. That is a great fit, and I think that I wouldn't be surprised. They need infield. They need, they they need, need infield, they need a lot. Outfield. They need a lot for hitting, hitting and he fixes some hitting. Anything that's not pitching or bullpen, yeah, go. And I think they, they, they I think they'll give him a lot better deal than a lot of other teams. Of course, because they're that desperate. Yes. All right, out of left field, I think uh, there's a team that we know who might may not have a first baseman. Ooh. The Phillies don't know what's going on with Reese Hoskins. Ooh. We don't know what we're doing with him yet. So all I'm saying is, say he goes elsewhere, we we move Alec Baum the first, and we have Drury. We, oh, if we first. don't, if if we if we lose <coughs> Reese Hoskins, we legitimately have one infielder. We have stop, and that's it. So we're gonna have to make moves for the infield. Segura's up. Yeah, Segura's up. Yeah, because we're bringing Trey Turner. Yeah, that's happening. So where's John? But that's not where I think he goes. I think that's just an option. Wow. Where does Gene Shigeru go? Um, mm. I think he could go to Miami. I think he stays. I can tell you where Reese Hoskins goes if he leaves. Where? Cubs. I don't hate that. I don't hate that In all honesty, <laughs> the kind of player that Reese Hoskins is, he just screams. And I mean, like, belches Kansas City Royal. <laughs> like he just he just like he yodels Kansas City Royal. He's not gonna go there because they ha- do have Vinny Pasquitino, Pasquitino, something like that. I think Segura stays. But one player that I want to bring up with you guys, I know you wanted to get off of starting pitchers, but I got two starting pitchers I want to talk about. Carlos Rodon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Carlos. Philly done. Philly done. done. Like that. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not supposed to say things like this, but if you don't bring back Tyone, he, he could go there. He could go to the Big Bad Wolf. He's not going to the Big Bad Wolf. He's going to the Big Apple. The New York Yankees. He could I, go to the yeah, Big Bad Wolf. I, <clears throat> I think no matter what, he's going to an ALS team, and I very much see both the Sox, Yankees, and Toronto Blue Jays in heavy play for him. Yes. I'm going to be biased, and I'm going to say Red Sox. That's fine. I think the O's could get him. I do, I, I'm just saying. I do think he goes to an AL East team, even including the old Orioles. No. I, think, I think the O's could get him, man. Because the O's can, use a, an O's can use a number one. And honestly, yeah. I would be very upset if he went to the O's, but I would be like, I understand. Um. Okay. What do you guys think? What do you think Carlos is going? You said Philly. What do you think? Correa? No, uh, no Carlos Rodon. Rodon. My bad. Ready for this one? <laughs> Okay, that's Ooh. fair. That's, that's fair. They're, I think they're. I think they have showed interest in Carlos Rodon, and that's you know very likely that they could throw him a deal. Speaking to the mic, spicy meatball. The Cardinals. Thank you. Is that close enough? Um, yeah, it was close enough. Okay. Now the other pitcher I want to bring up, and I think very very likely, and I mean like ninety percent chance he goes to this team, the Toronto Blue Jays. Are gonna bring Justin Verlander across the border? Ooh, no, that's not. If Verlander, Ooh. I think I can see Verlander going to uh, St. Louis. Verlander has been tied to the Blue Jays in the past, uh, especially in the last offseason, and I think it's very possible he could go to Toronto. He's gonna pull a Kevin Gossman. He's gonna have a career year in in San Fran. As as gonna, as, as someone who's a who's a who's a fellow AL East uh, rival fan with you, why would you want that for us? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that, but I think it's very likely impossible. Like, Martel, can you give a comment on this, man? W. I, here's oh. my thing. He's getting old. W. Thank you. He's getting old. He's, he's, getting, getting, old. he's, he's getting, having, getting old. He's having kids. 
His wife Kate Upton's not going to Toronto. I'm sorry. He's not going to Toronto. Yeah, Kate! She's not going to Toronto. The real man of that relationship. What she's saying is you're either staying in Houston or you're going to New York. There's no other options. Maybe L.A. maybe. But, like, they're not going to the Mets. They're not going to Toronto. I mean, if he does, he does. Then then she allowed it. But at the end of the day, you're getting older. You're having kids. It's not just your decision anymore. It's now your family's he, decision. He doesn't have kids already? No, I think they do. That's what I'm saying. They're getting they older. Oh, so like, apologies. You know what apologies. I mean? Like, now the kids are going to be... Michael Fulmer. Hmm. Um, Another random. Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Pirates, out of nowhere. I guess. Sure, go Pittsburgh. Woo. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he after winning the rookie of the year, he's been very um, eh. underwhelming. So in Who's terms bad, of in terms of players that you know start off good and then you know go downhill, the Pirates scoop those guys up. I I could see Houston. Uh, do I, you I, though? I do because if if a pitcher yeah. wants to revive revive their career, they go they to Houston. they go to Houston. Yeah, and one one last player. Seth Lugo. I think he stays with the Mets. I, 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 wow. Billy just got up and left. I don't know. Well, he's just getting pizza. That's fair. He's literally just grabbing pizza. He's not mad at anyone. Oh, okay. Anyone, any comments on Seth Lugo? I think he stays with the Mets. I think he stays with the Mets, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Chris is tired. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say probably stay in, in New York or San Diego. I can see San Diego, too. It'd be funny. That's a KD move right there. Well, that's all we have for MLB. I thought the free agency started today or yesterday. It officially started yesterday. It, so it did start. Yeah, it started. And no one, not much no one's happening. doing anything. No. Mm-hmm. They're playing this one out because of what happened last oh. year. Robert Robert Suarez signed. Uh, no. He extended with the, uh, with the Padres. But that's boring. I want, I want people leaving teams. We're going to talk UFC. We want to see Judge on the Giants. We're going to talk UFC in the next half hour. UFC 281. This is Letterman here, 90.7 WCOH. Keep it locked. No. This is the Letterman here, 90.7 CLH. Lance and I are talking about his finger. Um, Lance Priestess is in the studio, by the way. You know what that means. UFC 281. That doesn't indeed mean that. Billy Costner, back at it. Oh, God. This is why I love talking about this stuff. This, is, this is electric. I don't know where Cody is. So uh, shoot him a little text. Yeah, we'll see if he comes in. You know, me and him usually agree on. On stuff, sometimes it doesn't go our way, but you know, it's nice to have someone on your side. Because I know me and Lance aren't going to agree about one fight, and that's for sure. <laughs> Which fight is that? Uh, we'll get there. Don't you worry. That's it's fair. definitely one we're going to be talking about. It could even be the first one we talk about. 
Frankie Edgar, Chris Gutierrez. Is that what we're talking about? The retirement tour? Yeah. I think I think I think Frankie could win. I think he can wrestle him. Well, why so? I don't think Gutierrez has the, the, the takedown defense that could really stop Frankie Edgar, especially like last fight, you leave it all out there. Kinda like me this me this Saturday. My last game at Wilkes University, you know, leave it all out there. But uh yeah, I think Frankie Edgar could could win, take it to the ground in a very lackluster fight and win on a decision. I I just I doubt that his last couple of fights have ended in pretty brutal pretty brutal knockout um against Corey Sandhagen and um Mar or Marlon Vera. They knocked him out clean and so that changes a fighter. And so I think Chris Gutierrez being 10 years younger has a better chance of winning this fight. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they it Sandhagen and Vera are both Good fighters, don't get me wrong, and they're definitely much better than Frankie Edgar. But and th this is one of those sports where uh, where age definitely does help you a lot. So I think it go e I think it could go either way. I think Frank I I think a lot of people are like, oh, Frankie Edgar's old. There's no way he wins. But I think he if he brings it to the ground, doesn't make this a stand up fight where this guy could just tee off on his on his old <clears throat> face, then uh, we're good. I think he could win it, but we'll see. I found him. Cody Dix is here, everybody. Cody Dix! <laughs> Cody Dix! For anybody that does not know, I just sprinted here just for UFC. That's how much I love this. That's dedication right there. All right. You need a second to catch your breath. Uh, where are we at? We're talking about Frankie Edgar Chris Gutierrez. Oh, New Jersey legend. New Jersey legend, Frankie Edgar. Um... His retirement fight, I'm sad to see this because I'm a New Jersey boy. I probably live about 30 minutes from Frankie Edgar. And uh, growing up, his uh, club wrestling program, Elite Wrestling, they pretty much breed animals. Uh, a big-time college guy is Sebastian Rivera. He graduated from Rutgers. So there's a lot of history behind Frankie when it comes to wrestling in, uh, in New Jersey. I think we're in consensus here. Frankie Edgar's going to win this. Well, Honestly, except, for, except for Lance. What else is new, though? But you know what? The, nah. Mute. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, I think Frankie Edgar is going to go out and win. Gutierrez has been competing, but... I would just say in, like, history of the UFC, most retirement fights don't normally end in a, in a great fashion for the fighter that's retiring. Uriah Faber is like the only one I think that's had like a good fight as his last fight. Most of them get killed by the younger competition just purely out of age and wear. UFC is one of those weird sports, though, where it's, the older you get, the better you become. Yeah. Where I mean, I mean, naturally you get better, better. as you get older too. But then there's a point where you hit a cliff. Yeah. Not a cliff, but you hit a peak, and you start going down. UFC. That happens too, but it happens like really late in your career. Yeah, like once you start losing fights. I think it's because you just see so many of this, so many situations that you start getting like a feel for them. You start getting a feel for some of the situations. There you go. Well, the one thing that I can say about age is like, and I see it with wrestling. I was talking about it with a couple of my buddies on the Wilkes wrestling team. Uh, when we were at the Kings tournament, like you see a lot of these young guys that are coming in as incoming freshmen. And 
it's not that they're better wrestlers or let's just say better fighters for this case of UFC. It's just their bodies are so they they can uh, recover faster. Like their bodies just move at a faster pace than somebody of Frankie Edgar's age or when I'm talking about wrestling, a 22, 23, 24-year-old kid. You know what I mean? It's your body just doesn't do the same things it did when it was 18 years old. And uh, with fighting, you know what I mean? If you can, I mean, when we see in this, this card later with the main event, like Izzy really hasn't been touched in a lot of fights. I think his career can go a lot longer than anybody else exp thinks. Same thing with Anderson Silva, you know what I mean? The guy didn't get touched and he was miles ahead of his generation so you see a lot of guys where they get worn down because of big fights like michael chandler that's another guy where he's going to get run down in his career because he just goes to an absolute war every time thank you cody <laughs> we're going to move on to one championship fight because i know there's um the third fight we want to talk about, a little bit more extent than this fight. Carla Esperanza gets to face Zhang Weilei for the women's strawweight title bout. Lance, I'll have you start us off here. I think Zhang is a different animal. I think her one loss to uh, Rose was just one of those where she got caught. It happens to everybody. The way she just dismantled Ioana, she just... It took her two rounds, and it wasn't even competitive. And Carla's last fight was probably the worst fight I've ever seen. It was absolutely so boring. No action. I think she's not going to be ready for how hard Zhang comes. Pause. <laughs> Resume. <laughs> I, I just have the comment. Um, Carla is weighted or is listed at 125 right now. Zhang is listed at 116. Is this on purpose or like what's? Does anyone know anything about the weigh-ins? Those aren't accurate. They they both made weight. They both made weight. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, the website did not update. You would think they would update the day before, but yeah. you know, they're not worried about it right now. You know, uh, I think Zhang wins. I think she's too much for Esparza. Um, I think Esparza got the title by beating Rose, who I think was a little bit who had bad coaching, and who I think was a little out of it that fight i think uh the bad coaching kind of caught up to her a little bit that fight and um she lost the title that she shouldn't have so i think zang comes and wins it yeah wasn't zang's last fight against rose or if, if i'm mistaken on that no it was no, uh yoana yeah. yeah and she dominated yeah, it was, yeah. yeah spinning it was back spinning fist. yeah yeah i mean she's she's the more complete fighter in this scenario i think i have to agree carla didn't really do anything too impressive against Rose, and Rose just kind of beat herself in that fight. Yeah, more like you said, the coaching than her. So I do think Zhang does does dominate. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm predicting a round one TKO. Definitely possible. It's definitely possible. Yeah, Zhang Zhang definitely has the wrestling <clears throat> defense to keep it on the feet, and I just don't think Carla's got the hands to keep up with her. No. So I think it's gonna be a really rough night to be uh, Carla. Cody? Bring the belt back to Whaley. There we go. Well, let's get into it then. Dustin Poirier facing Michael Chandler. This is the only time I'm going to be able to do this, but, like, pressure makes diamonds. Wow. I love that, though. I love that. DP, baby. 
So let's get into it. Dustin Poirier, the number two guy in the lightweight division. Michael Chandler, number five in the lightweight division. Overall records, Dustin, Dustin Poirier is 28-7. Michael Turner is 23 and 7. Of course, both in the lightweight division. Dustin Poirier does have the slight reach advantage by 0.5 inches. The leg reach advantage does go to Dustin Poirier, too, by three total inches. Dustin Poirier has been in higher fights. Michael Chandler came onto the scene a couple years ago. Really came onto the top of the division last year. What are we thinking? I'm really sad this is a three-round fight. Yeah. I'm really sad because the way that both of these guys come forward, I think Chandler, I, I, I don't see this fight going the distance. I see it getting out of there in two. I, I personally think DP's going to take this one. I think uh, Chandler's too eager of a fighter, and he only has one pace, and it's forward and 100%. And I think with DP as a counter-striker, he's just so fluid with his rhythm of punches on his feet that I think controlled chaos is better than regular chaos and DP is definitely going to piece him up with counter striking I think if it, if it turns into a wrestling match I think Chandler definitely takes that he's just too much of a brute force I, I don't think DP can stop that when it comes to wrestling but on the feet it's just DP's ahead Do you think Michael Chandler tries to get this on the ground as soon as possible? Or do you think he's like, I'm going to stand and bang? Well, it doesn't bore you. He's definitely going to stand and bang. He's more of like a show showman type of guy. I do think a three-round fight does favor Michael Chandler more than Dustin Poirier. So he doesn't have to worry about his cardio as much because he could probably last like three tough rounds pretty well because he's been in wars with like Justin Gaethje already. But... I do think Dustin Poirier is too accurate on the feet and is kind of just like a step below Conor McGregor in the sh like counter striking, and so I see Michael Chandler rushing him pretty hard and just getting slept with the counter right from Poirier. Oh man! Alrighty, so this is my take on the fight. Yeah, there's been all this hype. About how Chandler's saying, oh, I'm coming at him like again, like like Gaethje did. I'm going to stand on the feet. I'm going to attack this guy. And, you know, I think, honestly, I think it's all I think it's all for show. I think it's all to get into Dustin's head. This is a mind game. This is, this is one of those sports where you get into somebody's head, you get them thinking before the fight even starts, you're already halfway there to a win. So I think he's just saying all this stuff to – I think his, his UFC career has led him to this moment. I think this is this is this is do or die for Michael Chandler, uh, who's personally my favorite fighter in the UFC. Uh oh. I think he uh, this is do or die for him. So I think he knows what's at stake. I think his coaches understand what's at stake, and you can't go in there and just try to. This isn't Tony Ferguson you're going against. This isn't Dan Hooker. This is a guy who will stand there and counter all of your punches and will knock you out if you give him the opportunity. So I think all of this say of like, oh, I'm gonna stand there with him. I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna tee off. Like, I think it's, I think it's all to get into Dustin Poirier's head. And uh, I think he comes out. He stands for a couple minutes. You know, he gets tagged a couple times because that's Michael Chandler. He's gonna get tagged. He's gonna hit the ground. You're gonna be like, oh, here we go. And then he's gonna get a takedown. He's gonna take it to the ground. And I think he beats Dustin Poirier. I think he gets a good ground and pound in, and he beats Dustin Poirier. I don't think Dustin Poirier has close to the t the wrestling defense that he needs to. Stop Michael Chandler. Look how, look at the guy. He is no. massive. Freak. And I think I, I honestly think it, it's another it, he's also one of those guys where it only takes one punch. Yeah. 
or kick, as we saw. I really think Michael Chandler takes it to the ground early. Yeah. And I, I, I will agree. In a three-round fight, this does favor Chandler because he, he, we've seen him go long. I mean, we've seen both these guys go long in championship rounds and all that. But when it comes to the wrestling aspect, Michael Chandler definitely has that advantage over Dustin Poirier. I think he's going to control that on the ground. I think that's <clears> – <throat> if he wants to win and show these guys, yeah, I can beat these top guys, yeah, he can stand and bang and, and fool around with Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier that, you're playing yeah. Dustin Poirier's game if you're yeah. doing that. You can be the showman that you know you want to be, or you can win a fight. Yeah, well, because the, the next – if he doesn't – if Chandler doesn't win this fight, the next thing for him is, honestly – the only fight you have is probably McGregor. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah, he's just a cash you, you fighter don't, you after don't, that. Yeah, after that, you're not gonna you're not gonna come back. You're not gonna beat Gaethje. You're not gonna beat Poirier. You're not gonna, they're not gonna make another Poirier fight. And you're definitely not gonna get Charles Oliveira if you lose to Dustin Poirier or Islam for damn sure. Yeah. So, I think he needs to, he needs to win this fight, or then he's just gonna turn to McGregor. Where we get guys, it's gonna be Michael Chandler versus some guy who just throws hands just to see a show. So. I think he knows he has to win, so I guarantee you go to the ground. Yeah, I think if Michael Chandler follows a good game plan and actually wrestles like he can, I think he'll have a great chance against Dustin. Because I think he's an overall better fighter than Dustin Poirier, but he just doesn't always use his abilities that are better than others. So if he comes out and tries to swing and bang, I don't think it's going to be a positive outcome for him. But if he comes out with a good game plan, swings, wrestles a little bit, I think it leans a lot more in his favor. I think Michael Chandler is probably one of the best guys at 155 pounds if he fights smart. Michael Chandler has one pace, and it's just in your face. I feel like if he slows down a little bit, and if he can stay explosive for three rounds, he's probably he's untouchable, I yeah. feel like. You can hit him. He's got a great chin. You know what I mean? He can still get back to his feet. He just needs to be explosive for three rounds. The only fight that I can really compare this to for like DP is when he fought Hooker, like that was just a war in all aspects, and like DP was tested, but I think with Hooker you're just getting a guy who's like gonna zombie you and just walk you down and keep taking punches and keep giving punches. I think with Chandler he covers a lot of distance because he's so explosive that if he can control that for three rounds, his pace is just gonna break DP. Like I, like I said, I really like Michael Chandler, too. I've liked him since his first fight when he fought Hooker. I just think he's playing too much for the crowd and trying to be a showman, like you guys said. Like, you don't need to be a showman to be a great fighter. You need to win fights. And I do agree he's, like, on his, his last strike. Either you, you go out and you put on a crazy performance and beat the number two guy in the world, or we see the same thing with Gaethje where... It's just an all-out war, but you don't get your hand raised. You know what I mean? You get a lot of fans, you get a lot of buy, you get a lot of money, but you don't get your hand raised. You're there to get your hand raised. It's your job. Yeah. Yeah, he, re he reminds me a little bit of, like, uh, Cody Garabanda. He's a very, like, emotional fighter. Like, once he gets hit, he just wants to sit there and swing, like, just at the fences to knock the other guy out. So yeah, he he likes to like he likes to show his toughness. I think he wants to out-tough guys yeah. when he could easily out-wrestle guys for three rounds, five rounds some guys and he could be number two right now he could be in that conversation of fighting islam right now if he did what he would like yeah. did like we saw like charles Oliveira got on his back and he got out of it so like the worst position possible for him for for him to be in against Oliveira, he got out of and he continued to fight 
So imagine what he could do against on the ground with somebody like Dustin Poirier. Like he could dominate the fight if it goes to the ground. So I think the the chatter of him saying I'm going to walk towards him is just all mind games. That's all it is. Yeah. But and I mean, I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Chandler came out and was like, let's just see who's tougher because of the banter back and forth, mm-hmm. and he gets knocked out. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. He's still going to be And Dustin be my Poirier. Hell yeah. Dustin Poirier is going to play his own game. Yeah. He's we know his game. It. He's going to counter, like yeah. we said. And he, he's going to, even if the other guy looks like he's in control, Dustin Poirier is in control if they're standing. Yeah. This, is, this fight is going to tell us, did, has Michael Chandler matured in the UFC? Has he found that discipline? To stick to a game plan, and I think I think his coaches, if they want him to win, they're telling him, "Hey, you need to take him to the ground. Yeah, you need to control the ground. Yeah, it might be a boring fight. It, it's probably not what we want to expect from a Dustin Poirier Michael Chandler fight. I don't think it'll be boring. I think <coughs> I think sti- they still have exchanges on the ground that are crazy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. big slams, yeah. Chandler's big strong for yeah. one fifty five, and Poirier can put people on the ground too. His takedown average is yeah. above one, so he'll he'll he'll. Bring it to the ground if yeah. I think he only brings it to the ground just to reset. Yeah, when guys More, are starting to get touch him a little bit too much. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a little bit different strategy for him versus Michael Chandler. I'm gonna bring it to the ground and I'm gonna just completely dismantle you wrestling wise. We need we need Michael Chandler to come out like how he fought Eddie Alvarez in Bellator. Uh-huh. Yeah. We need that. That's the Michael Chandler we need to come out like a guy who's going like he beat Eddie Alvarez right before he came to the UFC and won the title. Yeah. If we get that Michael Chandler to come out. Which was, a, which was a while ago. But if we get him to come out, there's no reason that he's not in the conversation for a title shot. No. If he shows that. Especially, especially in this division, if you lose this, you, have, the, to you have a climb, a very tall mallet. Yeah. At that point, go up, fight McGregor at 170. You guys are both going to lose your career after that because you both are just going to take freaking shots. So much damage. And that's another thing. If I'm Michael Chandler, I'm looking at Dustin Poirier, like, I can't stand here with him and take a lot of damage because... His last few fights, he's he's been knocked down. <laughs> so you need you need to stop taking so much damage if you want to win that title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, see you at the top. Well, I got you. Got to get there first. You got to get there, <laughs> please. I'm begging you. I, I I defend you every single day of my life, of why why you're the man. I need you. I need something. I need you. I can't have you just kicking Tony Ferguson in the face. I need I need you to beat Dustin Poirier. I need it. Well, that being said, final final fight predictions, Lance. I've got Dustin Poirier in this one. I got Chandler by decision. DP second round, knockout. I'm going DP third round. I want to pick Chandler, but I don't. I just don't think he's disciplined. And I'm going DP third round. I think he gets him late in the third. And now on to the main event of the evening. Israel Adesanya facing... Alex Pereira. Alex Pereira. Hands of stone. Talk to me, Cody. I know you're hyped for this matchup. Oh, I, listen, I could go on about this fight all day. All day. I think we see the same exact human beings, and I think we have one guy that is just a lot more hungrier than the other. And the problem is, and my mind's starting to change a little bit on this one because I was probably 100% Pereira was going to win. Um, not as confident anymore because... Professional fighters change my mind when they talk about you can only do certain things to Izzy because he's just so slick. His angles are ridiculous. His fighting IQ is through the roof. Um, 
but with Pereira, we just have a man who is like just made out of stone who just doesn't get hurt. Like I, I sent a video, we have a big group chat and like I sent in his kickboxing knockouts. And like when this guy hits somebody, they go down. And it reminds me of like a Mike Tyson knockout when you get hurt and it just, it stings the whole time. And when you get knocked out, you go to bed. Like you do not wake up. Your body goes limp. And I don't know if anybody here watched that video that I sent, but if Alex Pereira can do that to the top fighters in kickboxing with a boxing glove on, imagine what this human being has in his hands when it comes to a UFC glove on. And it's just a really big difference. And I also believe that the 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 style of fighting that we have, Israel is going to try to pick fight, mm -hmm. and Pereira is going to come at him with everything that he has between... Uh, that crazy left hook and his combinations with boxing and kickboxing, like the kicks are going to be absolutely insane in this fight. And uh, in my personal opinion, I think that we, we, we might see a new champion at 185 pounds. I think this is definitely the most interesting fight on the card. I'm talking from past to now. Like for Pereira to be able to beat Izzy twice in kickboxing, once by knockout, once by decision, for that to happen, it, it's crazy. But this isn't kickboxing at the end of the day. It's not. But it definitely does help. I think it's a mental, again, another mental game where Izzy no, Izzy's looking at a guy who's beat him twice. You're looking at a guy who's beaten you twice and once knocked you out. And you have to stand across, look at him in the eyes in a cage with gloves on. And only one of you is going to come out with your hand raised. So I think that definitely plays a factor in this fight. But... I do live by a motto that it, it's tough to beat in any other sport. It's tough to beat a team three times in a season. It really is tough. It is. Just like this. Like, you're going to see Izzy's going to pick up on things that he lacked in in kickboxing, and he's going to pick up, and he's going he's gonna to bring it back into this fight. But I th also think Pereira is a fighter that Izzy has never seen before in UFC. Like, you, go to you can't go to decisions with Jared Cannonier, Marvin Vittori, you can't go to decisions with fighters like that and have me expect you to win this fight. Thank you. You can't. I'm sorry. You need to come out like Izzy back in 2018 when you're just running through people. Like, when you're going into fights against Derek Brunson, your first fight in the UFC, and you're running through them. And then in 2019, you're KOing Robert Whitaker. Um, you're beating Twice. Kelvin Gaslam early in your career. Uh, Apollo Costa, your TKO uh, Costa, who's a, a freaking... A, a crazy dude in the cage. So I need that Izzy to come out. I don't need Izzy who's going to stand there and wait for them to make, make mistakes. I'm sorry, but this guy isn't going to make mistakes. He has two wins over you. He knows how to beat you. He knows what he has to do. And I'm sorry, but Pereira comes with flying knees. This, that's not stuff you see Izzy go against. I think Izzy could take it to the ground and definitely win on the ground, I think. I don't think it goes to the ground. I don't think this goes to the ground. I think this goes down as... Yeah. Fight of the year. I think it's a stand, I think stand it's and bang. A crazy fight. Bloodbath. There's going to be blood drawn in the first round. And this is going to go a long time. This fight reminds me a lot of Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald. Mm -hmm. A lot. I think someone's just going to get beat up by the fifth round. And someone's just not going to be able to go anymore. I think that's what's going to happen. Seeing Israel Adesanya at these weigh-ins, he looks a lot like he did in 2020 against Paulo Costa. 
he is looking like he's in the best shape he's been in in any of the past fights he's had. So, honestly, I'm going I'm to go against all of you guys here and say Israel Adesanya with the win here. I, I wasn't originally thinking that. Poton really has impressed me with all of his wins, just absolutely killing uh, Sean Strickland. But I just think Israel Adesanya has been going against the top um, top town in the world for too long, and I think he's going to be able to stand and beat Poton this weekend. I have to agree, just because, like Cosmo said, it's hard to beat a team three times. I know it's not a team. It's a person. It's hard to beat a But... You got knocked out by him in your first fight. Your second fight, you went to a decision to him. So from right there, you already you already adjusted. You went longer in the fight, in the kickboxing fight. Now he's in your domain. You're, you've been the champ for a long time. And he's got to come. He, he came to you. <laughs> MSG. Mm. In MSG, baby. Uh, this is going to be fight of the year, just like you yeah, said. If, if this is a blow-for-blow blow fight, is he's not going to take it. I just don't I don't think so. Like I I'm serious. That video that I sent, if you watch it, not, not even the whole video, just halfway, like he is ripping people apart and it's like the top guys in kickboxing for decades. Like he's not beating just regular regular human beings. Like these guys are at the top of the level when it comes to kickboxing and he is manhandling people. You know what I mean? And he was almost a three-weight champ in kickboxing. He lost at light heavyweight, and he lost a decision. He didn't even get knocked out. And he pretty much ran through everybody before that, including Izzy. So it's hard for me. Like Billy said, you can't, you can't fight a, a Jared Cannonier and a Marvin Vittori and win by decision and expect for everybody else to believe that you're going to go out there and beat this monster. Like, he is the scariest human being in the UFC right now, and you can't change my mind on that. His, the way he looks, the way he fights, like, he's just, he reminds me of an old-age guy or an old-age fighter who is just brute toughness and has power at, from at anything, legs, feet, knees, elbows, fists, like, everything just hurts. So, for me, as a, a UFC fan, I just, I personally want to see a new champ, too, to be honest, because I want to see Izzy lose in a comeback fight. I think that would be good for the promotion, and I just think it would be good for the weight class just to see a new champ. But uh, Pereira is just a, a, a monster. And I also kind of want to see him get tested, too, because Izzy says he's ready for a war, and we haven't seen that since, like, Paulo Costa, Rob Whitaker. We haven't seen fights Kelvin like that in a long time. It was really, like, his last war. five-round, like, yeah. war. Mm-hmm. So... For, for Israel Adesanya fans, you're going to see a war. You're going to see him get beat up. I don't really see this being a, a, a pick-and-choose fight where it's going to be a five-round decision. Like, I really think somebody is going to go to sleep. I, I honestly believe that. So final fight predictions before we go to break. Uh, I'm going Pereira, third, fourth-round knockout. I'm going to go Pereira with a fifth-round TKO. I'm going to go Israel Adesanya, fourth-round KO. I'm going to have to join you in that. Israel Adesanya, fourth-round TKO. He's going to bring it to the championship rounds. He's going to finish him off then. But this will be up there for fight of the year. Oh, 1,000%. We're going to take a short little break when we come back. NFL Week 10 action already underway. we got a lot of games to talk about. This is the Letterman here on 90.7 WCOH. Keep it locked.
And welcome back to the Lerman here on 90.7 WCLH. Uh, oh, wow, you wrote it down. Uh, I'm back in the studio with Mr. Paraway. Do you smell what the Zach is cooking? <laughs> oh, there's the headphones. Walter Lewis Payton Jr. Hey, Walt. Everything's boring doing? today, isn't it? Except for the Eagles! Bro, look outside. I'm about to say, outside is kind of gloomy. It's not, well, it's not raining. By the way, that was, really an awful, is, that was an awful order of intros to go in. Like, cause you, went from, the, like, you went the from, like, the one end to the to other. Yeah, I did. I did. Reggie, Billy, Charles, Searle. It's great to be. Oh, my God. What's that? What's that? We are the New York Knicks. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, That's yeah. too easy. We are the New York Knicks. <laughs> Come on, man. You guys only thought I talked basketball. Go New York. Go New York. Go New York. Go New York. Go. New York, go. <laughs> J-E-T-S. Jets. 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 All right. I ain't doing all that. You got New York out of me. That's it. We also got Nicholas Valpone. You know who it be. It's Nicky V. And the man, the myth, the legend himself, the TCU lover boy. The horn frog man. The frogs. <laughs> Stevie wonderful. Wonder. Wonderful to be here, fellas. How All we roads lead to Mr. Wonderful. Yes, they That's great. do. <laughs> That's fantastic. That might be the best one out of all of them. <laughs> wow. that, was, that was my first time hearing yours. It was pretty great. That, 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 that's a classic. It was not, I did not want to hear it in the basketball segment, though. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. Too bad. Right. We're going to Germany. Ah! And we're talking about this. Are you okay? Like, is that, is that dude, what, what was that? We're talking about the Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Someone has already locked in the Buccaneers. So talk about it, I Reggie. I did see that. We should. We still need to put the sound effect on for him. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, even even though we did it without on that off air. No, he locked it in Monday. No, I locked it in on Monday. Oh, he did it on Monday. Maybe he showed up. I have class. I'm an academic weapon. You know that. We know know how I feel upon this game. I'm a huge fan of what Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks have done this year, and I do not think that this is the last the Bucs will see of them. But like I said, last week it was like the media, all the fans, they were taking that stick and they were poking poking a sleeping grizzly bear when when he fell asleep. And that bears up. So Tampa Bay's gonna get the wheels rolling, and if I'm in the NFC, I'm I'm, I'm getting a little nervous. I'm starting, to, I'm starting to shiver a little bit because Tom Brady's awake, and he knows what's going on now. So like I said, he's good to go. yep, he's undefeated since the divorce is finalized. So I'm I'm looking out for the Bucks from the NFC. I saw I saw a uh, article, or uh, I think it was the ESPN clip. I sent it to you guys yesterday. When they make those playoffs, you see who the matchups at quarterback he's going to have, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Give him a score. Give him a score. Tampa over Seattle. It's going to be a close game. We're going to go Tampa 21. Seattle 17. Yeah. I like that. I like it. I like it. I like, yeah. it. And, and I like I, it. I agree. I like what Geno's doing down there. I mean, 2199 yards, 15 tutties, only four picks. Brady, he's got a couple more yards uh, than Geno Smith does. Ten tutties, only one interception. Uh, Kenneth Walker, oh yeah, yeah, go ahead, Brady. Uh, yeah. Kenneth Walker's Sorry. killing it. Uh, I, I love what Kenneth Walker's doing. The Bucks' run game has been fairly <laughs> poor. 
But, of course, that defense has been great for the Buccaneers. Um, and, and, I mean, hey, the uh, Seahawks defense has been playing well, too. And when you look at the players that are out for this game, uh, Russell Gage is out, uh, and Mike Evans is questionable uh, for uh, the Bucks. But with that being said, I got to agree. Antoine I Winfield's mean, back, too. Oh, is, he, is he out? He is back. He's back. Oh, he's, he's back. back. He's back. back. Well, th- well, that helps him a lot. And, uh, listen, Tom Brady's undefeated outside of the United States, and that is not stopping here in Munich. So go ahead and give me Tampa Bay 27, Tampa Bay 27, Seahawks 22. This game is going to be about the Bucks' defense. They've been great all year. Um, I don't think Seattle's really played a fantastic defense. I think they played the Broncos early, and they struggled. That was the first game of the year. Yeah. I think this is going to be the best defense since then. And I'm going to be honest, I see the Buccaneers taking 20, Seattle 7. Whoa. Oh, wow. I like that. Listen, I don't like that because I think Geno Smith. Geno Smith. (laughs) Let me finish. Geno Smith has a fight. He has some fight in him. No, I don't. Listen, listen. He's got fight in him, but not enough because I do think Tampa Bay wins this one 28-24. I think we have to. I the I really want to. There, there is every portion of my body that wants to see Seahawks will win this game. I like Seattle. I think they're a very good team. They have been a very good offense all year. And that defense is young and hungry. But this game is going to come down to the Bucks defense and that Bucks offensive line, which is I don't think we're highlighting enough. Those Bucks wide receiving core has to be able to get open on the Seahawks secondary, or else this game is going to be a Seahawks sweep. But I do think the Buccaneers will pull out somehow and win the game. I don't know. I can't give you a score, but Tom Brady will find a way. I think the Bucks take here in a close fight. I think the Bucks take this in Germany. Tom Brady. They put Tom Brady in Germany for the first time for a reason. They put any if if they're gonna put anybody in Munich for the first time, it's got to be Brady. And like I said, he's gonna stay undefeated outside the U.S. He is tradition. He's gonna get. They're gonna win twenty three twenty. I think it's a close matchup, but he's gonna drive them down the field, win a game, game winning field goal by Ryan Suckup to win the game. Yeah, and that's just how it's got to be. Walter. <laughs> what is this week 10 yeah yes so rough start brady has some injuries he's got his forces back i think this is the beginning of when they start to pick it up i think defensively um gino he's cool comeback player of the year for sure but the seahawks will crumble at some point um I, I don't believe the hype. I believe in Gino, but I don't believe the hype. Unbelievable. So, wait, you can't come back play the year? Bucks won't. Oh, I thought it was only if you're hurt. No, it's uh, um, the, the, um, like the regulations for it is yeah. they have to just come back from like something significant. So, Gino yeah, has not been a starter. He's played for eight years, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It could be an injury, but it could also just be like not being a starter the year before. Got you. Guys, I just want to announce some breaking news, and it's going to go uh, right to my lock. Uh, TJ Watts back. So, oh, God. Uh, Stop it. Steelers oh, over God. the Saints. I don't hate it. Lock it in. They hate. struggled, struggled against the Ravens front the seven. Ravens next. You, you know what? I don't oh. care. I don't care, Paraway, because you know what? Yeah, we still might be bad even if he's back. But you know what? It's something to look you forward need to. That hope. It's Keep something it. to look forward need, to every week. To watch hope. the best pass rusher in football. Because you know Pickett ain't going to do it, so you need yeah. that hope. Yeah. 
You guys can just get your hearts broken in the first round. It's all right. We're going to oh. be there while you at home. Oh. Aren't the Ravens scared of the fourth quarter? Yeah. Yeah. Aren't y'all scared of the fourth quarter? Didn't we beat y'all too? Look at oh. Joe Flacco. Bro, I don't care. L's and L. Oh, you, hear, you, see, you see how it changed? If you guys play this now, I don't know. It might be a different story. Yeah. Actually, Josh Allen how it worked out for him. It would be. Actually, Josh Allen how it worked out for him. Because the Ravens have a lot of things, but one thing they don't have is grit. They don't have grit. You guys do y'all have grit? Yeah, yeah we you do. You guys beat the Bills though, right? You do? You guys beat the Bills though, right? You guys beat the Dolphins though, right? Right? Oh. Oh. Okay. I hope we play uh, in the playoffs. I uh, do too. It is good. I like the Jets yeah. too. But, but Zach Wilson's not a playoff quarterback, speaking, but anyway. Speaking of Miami, we're going to go down to Miami. We're going to watch the Cleveland Browns face the Miami Dolphins. And I, I just want to do one little quick thing. I just want to put the Dolphins in upset alert because these I Browns like are hungry. I like it, man. Like Off the bye week, the Browns had a very impressive whiff on Monday Night Football a couple weeks ago. My only worry for this game um, is – Greg Newsom still questionable. David Njoku's out. Wusu uh, yep. Karamo is out for the yep. Browns. And that hurts, right? Especially on that defense when you're facing Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, uh, now Jeff Wilson. And, I mean, hey, credit to Tua because he's playing great uh, when he is in the game. Uh, 1980 yards, uh, 15 tutties, only three picks. And, you know, we talk about Jacoby Brissett as a guy that doesn't turn over very often, but he's been turning over kind of uncharacteristically this year. Only seven touchdowns, uh, five interceptions, but a couple fumbles as well. But the what really does it for me for the Browns is Nick Chubb. Um, I don't disagree to put them on upset alert, especially how poor uh, the Dolphins' defense looked against the run last night. Not last night, I'm sorry, last week. But with that being said, they uh, the Dolphins have the Offensive Player of the Year on their team in Tyree Kill. So go ahead and give me the Dolphins... 31, Browns, 24. The Dolphins, three in a row. You oh. know, three wins in a row. Yeah. They did play some easy teams. Ooh. Easier end. Could Nick Chubb punch him in the mouth? Yes, most Maybe. definitely he could. I definitely think so. Justin is, Fields is, ran all is, over Is, is Tyreek Hill going to... Punch harder? I think he will. Wow. I think Agreed. the Miami Dolphins win this game. 24-21. Someone get the sticky notes ready. If the Browns can keep the running uh, tag get alive, the sticky notes. The whole we, got a, we got some hot coming in. Can you be quiet. Hostie's trying to talk. If the Browns can keep the running game alive and they don't let the game get out of hand, <laughs> I think this game will be very close. But if, the Dolph- if you do get into a situation, the Dolphins are up 14-0, and you get starting to sway away from Nick Chubb, you give the ball to Brissett, it's hard for me to take take – the Browns over the Dolphins because it is it's so easy for them to go over two <coughs> possessions two touchdowns the Browns can punt I like the Dolphins 28-24 I like it yeah I'm gonna have to agree um I am a Cleveland Brown hater I will say but that's fair I do think that this is gonna be I think this is gonna be the Browns last loss of the season you can write that on a sticky note if you'd like really? I do Whoa. okay okay that's intense that that's something you have them going to the playoffs as an eleven and sixteen. Yes, I do because I think they're better than both the Ravens and the Bengals. With I Deshaun I, I, I really don't think that that defense is bad. Just y'all defense just got nice, <laughs> and it is nice. So I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna talk like we, I'm gonna talk. Okay. I'm not gonna say this is the Browns' last loss of the season. And here's one thing I will say. Um, whatever team comes out of the AFC North is not making it past the first round. 
All right, all right, all right. Get, get ready. So, he just mad the Steelers ain't going but to get him off. The, the Dolphins are going to beat the Browns this week. Tyreek Hill is going to have a crazy day. And I think the Dolphins are going to beat them kind of soundly, and it's just going to open the door for next week when a certain somebody comes back and takes over under center for them. No, you have to wait two, three more weeks. No, next week's week 11, isn't it? He comes back after 11 games. Oh, okay. So yeah. then, my bad. In two weeks, the Browns won't lose another game. Sorry, yeah. just Sorry to yell the sticky note. But, all right, well, we know what I meant. No, but, no, we don't. All right, whatever. We had no idea. The Browns beat, the Browns lose to the Dolphins. Tyreek Hill has a crazy day. We're going to go Dolphins 27, Browns 10. Wow. Because, like Hosty said, I think the Dolphins hop out to an early lead, and you're not going to be able to use Nick Chubb as much if the Dolphins get ahead early. Well, get the sticky notes ready. I'll get the sticky notes. Walter, go. Get the sticky notes ready. Um, first off, I have no faith in Tua whatsoever. Thank you, Walter. Uh, second off, y'all giving the Dolphins a little bit too much praise. Um, they haven't done anything in years. Great success. Um, this guy knows what he's talking about. I'll be quiet. As far as the Browns, yes, it will come down to their defense, but Jacoby Brissett has been solid. I don't know what y'all been watching. Yes, we know Tyreek Hill. Yes, we know Jalen Wallow, but they gave up how many points last week? Defense is trash. Um, Jacoby uh, – Amari Cooper has a big day. And Nick Chubb, of course, has a big day. I got Nick Chubb scoring at least two touchdowns. Is this in Miami? In Miami, yes. Oh, Amari Cooper doesn't yes. play away. He doesn't play away games. That is, that is a factual statement. I, I do have to kind of agree with that. But I think the Browns run for over 200 yards as a team. For sure. And I think they control the clock. The Browns are going to win the time that of possession he battle. Bad. He is not a bad quarterback. Who are we talking about? Bailey Zappi? No. Has he gotten Stop. enough playing time? Stop. Stop. He's not. Has he Stop. gotten enough playing time? Let me ask you a question. Bailey Zappi's not better. You can't say he's better than, than okay. Tua. That's Thank not you. even a, that's Thank not you. even a question that you can Thank ask. Thank you. How are you going to ask that question? Do he do play one game? The one thing we know for sure is that Bailey Zappi is the best quarterback in New England. That is disgusting. Yes. So you can, Thank you. That is disgusting. Like that's not an arguable. How how can you say that? Like Brian how can I say that? How can you say that when I Mac Jones? What do you led the team to the playoffs as a rookie? He didn't lead rookie. that team. We all know he didn't lead that team. Nah, he got Pro Bowl. Uh, that was that, that was, was a beat. That was a yeah. bull Pro Bowl. What was it? Five about, quarterbacks dropped about, out before he got put in. We're talking about like Bailey Zapp looks like Tom Brady compared to me at quarterback out there. Right? We're not. I'm not saying the gap is big, but I'm saying the gap is there. You said that's one thing we can all agree on. I, maybe I don't. I'm. I don't agree. I just muted Zach because that's out just out disgusting out over there. Out You're out a salty out Ravens out fan. I don't know what to say. Um, he shouldn't have gone as late as he did in the draft. I mean, thank you. Um, definitely a sleeper. I don't know if y'all actually been watching him, but I mean, flying was flying. I don't really care about the Patriots if I'm being honest. I just know Bailey Zappi is not. I said Bailey Zappi last year was deserved to be a higher pick quarterback than he was coming out when we did our draft show last year. It's true. I'm just picking. Like, I'm picking Browns thirty. Nobody's gonna ever know until you actually let him play. So. I'm picking Browns thirty to twenty-eight. I'm that's going fair. Dolphins. I don't think it'll be that close, but that's fair. I think it's gonna be a close game, but I think Dolphins take here. That Browns defense is still a little suspect. Both defenses are very suspect. Let me add. Got Browns. I got Dolphins here. Nick Chubbs has a Joe Mixon day. Let's hope Nick Chubb does. Zach needs, Zach needs help on his fantasy football team. We're going to move to Orchard Park now. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings are facing the Buffalo Bills. Probably the game of the weekend, if I have to be honest. No, it's not. 
Josh what would be the game of the week? Playing. He's out an hour. He's out an hour, they said. Bro, he's not playing. He's, he's got Case Keenum taking reps, first team reps. Josh Allen is not bad. He's not bad. He's not Josh bad. Josh Allen is good. What I'm saying is he's not bad. I'm not trying to disrespect him. He's in the vet. Guys. Case Keenum and Stefan Diggs on the same team. We've stop, seen this before, stop, guys. Stop, seen stop, this stop, stop. Where have we seen they've, this? They've, they've Steven. already got chemistry. Oh, my gosh. That's All I'm That's trying to say is if Case Keenum has to play this game, the Bills are going to still play good because I think that they have good chemistry, even with Case Keenum. Let me back that statement up. The Bills are going to win this game with Case Keenum in there at quarterback. You lock it, it? No, I already have my lock. But yeah, you're right, you're the right. Bills are going to win this game. Sorry. If Josh Allen does not play, the Bills are still going to win this game. If he plays, they're still going to win. So, if I'm a betting man... Which he's not. Which I'm not. I'm taking the Bills to cover at four and a half for this game. Wow. Because I think that... That's impressive. It doesn't matter that Josh Allen is not there. People have been talking about it all week, like Josh Allen is the whole entire team, which he's a very big portion of it. I don't think they'll win a Super Bowl without him at quarterback. But they're going to beat the Vikings because... Josh Allen, the, their defense is electric, and they have two very, very, very good receivers. And like Steven said, Case Keenum has, has won big games before. We know that. He led his team to an NFC championship as a second-string quarterback. We don't got to talk about what happened in the NFC championship, though. <laughs> Unless we do, baby. Let's go fly, Eagles. Fly. Let's go back. I love to go back and What, the Eagles won their first Super Bowl ever? No, the Eagles destroying the Vikings in the NFC Championship. Yeah. I didn't watch that NFC Championship. I was too busy being sad about the Jags. Because you blew it. But the Bills. I want to strangle you. (laughs) As much as you wanted to strangle (laughs) Miles Jack for messing up that fumble? Zach's done. He's done on the show. (laughs) Coach Beef, you were right. You were right. That's all I'm going to say. If you want to know that, go ask him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um,. I'm going to have to disagree with you, Reg, though. I'm picking the Vikings. Um, not that I don't think either Case Keenan or Josh Allen, you know, whoever plays, which I do think Josh Allen does play. I think they're going to give him a core zone shot. He's going to go out there and play. Um, I think the Vikings, just for some reason this year, they just have that it factor in the fourth quarter. Not against us. <laughs> <laughs> He's right, though. He's right, though. He's right. Every other game, other than the Eagles. There you go. Fly, Eagles, fly. They've the had that if factor in the fourth quarter. They had no business winning that game last week in Washington. No business. They they had an awful, awful 45 minutes. But in the fourth quarter, they just they just did it. And this is going to be a very low-scoring game, and I'm going to pick Vikings <laughs> 2017 over the Bills. What, what I'm going to say is this. No one cares. Do you mind? Valpong? Hostie. All right. If Josh Allen does not play this game, the Bills do not win. Thank you. Is that's this guy? I I have him in fantasy. He is giving me twenty five points guaranteed. He runs over close to eighty yards a game. He's throwing for almost two hundred and what like thirty yards a game, maybe a little bit more. If I'm not mistaken. This guy's their offense. Obviously, yes, they have other players. They can't run the ball. Josh Allen is the run is the run game. You take Josh Allen and you put Case Keenum out. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what the Bills are going to do. Offensively, I have no idea what the Bills are going to do. How many picks does he have this season? Oh, no. He's still on the Josh Allen? Let me tell you this. No. In fact, let me tell you this. Go, give me your score. He doesn't have over 10 picks, no. Give me your score prediction. No. Um, I, I, would you say 20? That's 2017. 
I like I like 2017. Right. Now that's a good score prediction. That's a good score prediction. But let me tell you, let me tell you something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Vikings are playing great. They they are. Uh, Kirk Cousins is that guy right now. Uh, I mean, he's dripped out on the plane. Little Kirkio, super drip. Um, Josh Allen, obviously, if Josh Allen plays, uh, the Bills are definitely going to win. But I'm sticking with my guns here, man. If Case Keenum is the starting quarterback for this game, I still think the Bills win because they have that chemistry with uh, Stephon Diggs. I think maybe they lean a little bit on the run. Naheem Hines has a really big day as a Buffalo Bill. And, yeah, their defense is going to ball out as it always does. So go ahead and give me the Bills... Uh, let's say 27 Vikings 20. What I'll say is this. I, as much as I enjoy Case Keenum and he's cool. Hey, Volpon. I You can talk. All right. So this is where we're at. <coughs> you got to cut that out. Yo. Yeah. Y'all got to figure it out. Go ahead, Volpon. Go ahead. <laughs> wow. Uh, what? Bill's Mafia this, Bill's Mafia that. That's great. The Vikings got to eat. The Vikings got to eat. And I think the Vikings going to be hunting for Buffalo tonight or Sunday night. And guess what? Chain gang, little Kirkio going off. No kizzo. What was that? <laughs> Give him a score. That was, that was. Give him a score. Oh, brother. This guy. Don't, don't 28, do that. 28, do 17. Wow. He loves 20. Zach? Can, can, I, can I go now? Is it my turn you now? Go, go ahead, thank, thank you. I appreciate you. Zach, y'all. I did not approve of the looting either. That, it's it's fine. That, it's crazy. It happens every show. Guys. He's getting me angry. It happens every show. Just, guys. just it's fine. Come out here. Um, what I say is this: the way the Bills' offense is constructed, it's built on so much of Josh Allen taking shots and being able to hit his guys downfield in stride. If if Josh Allen does not play this game, I don't see Buffalo winning, just because their run game is not great. Naheem Himes is there, yes, but how much can you say he knows the offense after what? maybe a week or two of practice. Yeah, and it's not a knock against the Bills. Yeah, it's not a knock against the Bills at all. The Bills are going to be a top two seed in the AFC and are going to be in the AFC Championship game most likely. I'm not disrespecting them in that aspect. But what I say to that is if Case Keenum's cool, but the the amount of the offense you have to change because Josh Allen isn't there is a lot. So I think that it's going to be a low-scoring game in the Vikings' take if Josh Allen does not play. If Josh Allen plays all of its null and void, Bills win. And that's fair. That's fair. Gotta give Walter Mike y'all. I don't. I don't even. I don't. Do y'all understand? Like, do y'all understand what injury report? Do y'all, all right. Number I don't one. Think he plays, do y'all know what type of injury he has? UCL. Sprained, UCL. sprained elbow. Sprained throwing arm. It's a sprained elbow, not a UCL. So if y'all, so he's just gonna come out here and throw for three hundred on a sprained elbow. Y'all know how hard he throws. I don't think he's playing. I don't think he's playing. I I have confidence in the Bills even. So if he how are y'all play. saying? Oh yeah, if Josh Allen plays, he's gonna win. I also like that's not because because he also gives the fact of running is. the football. That's not how to. It's also a fact of him no, running the is. football. Look at Justin Herbert. That's not a factor you're getting with Case Keenum. I think even with a healthy Josh Allen in this scenario, the Vikings still win this game. I think so, too. And I'm going to be honest. Because they run and a very fine. similar offense to Kevin I can understand that as well. I don't see... Justin Jefferson doing anything different than what he does every week. That's fair. No, Except when he plays um, Darius Slay, of course. That's I fair. Also, I respect that. I also believe that that defense, like Martel said, for some reason, come the end of the game when it really counts, they show up. So, so Darius Smith is a dog, too. 
Darius Smith is a dog. That is true. He's a, he's a trading dog. He's a dog. Not against us. No, not against you. All right. On the road to the Let's here. let's get to the last game. Last game. We're talking about the Chargers traveling to San Francisco. Sunday night football. <laughs> Let me go quick because I have to go be an academic weapon and go head up to class. All right, of let's course. hear it. Let's hear it. Um the 49ers are winning. 49ers are going to the NFC championship. Get out. Like get out. It's gonna be a low scoring game. So you have a Niners Bucks AFC championship, yeah. NFC championship. What get out. The, what happened to the Giants? That 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 ship sailed because Daniel Jones is going to have to visit Tom Brady in the first game. So Niners beat uh, Niners beat Chargers. Low scoring will go twenty one to ten. Yeah, I like I like the Niners pick here, um, and I've talked about this before, Martel. Go Kings, you and I. The, I mean, go Wilkes. Beat the team down the road. We're we're not wow. fans. Wow. Go Kings. Wow. Are you nuts? Wow. Are you nuts? You're banned on Monday. Wow. You're banned. Don't even show up Monday. Unbelievable. But look, look, guys, the Niners. I heard right. I'm I'm loving them right now. I really am. And the Chargers. I'm not a big believer in the Chargers. Haven't been all season. In fact, I don't even think they're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. So. They got check. They got check down Jimmy. They got CMC, who I think is going to have a big game against the Chargers. And you know what, Martell? Pulling oh, the keys out of my oh pocket. Oh my goodness! Go ahead and lock me in lock the San Francisco in. 49ers over the LA Chargers. And we're going to go with the score prediction. I, I like a little bit low scoring, uh, but not too low. Give me 24-17. San Francisco 49ers. Nothing like a Sunday night football lock. Oh, yeah. Nothing like it. Excited. Mr. Volpound. I'll tell you better. I'll tell you what's better than a Sunday night lock. A Monday night lock. Jimmy Johnson, I hope you're listening. Fly, Eagles, fly. We got the birds being the commanders. Easy lock it up. Easy. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Yeah. Ohio State, lock it in. Whoa! Wow. Who are they facing? Shut up, Zach. Go take him on a bye week. I love you, though. I'm about to say, I just want to be disrespectful. I love you, though, Zach. I love you. Are we doing locks right now? I can do it real quick. I'm about to say, I, I can't do a lock right now. I How about San Francisco? Oh. I haven't seen uh, I, think I can't do a lock. Yeah. They're trending upwards, and I think they can win this game. 24. 24-14. Wow. Now like the 10-point games, huh? I don't like the Chargers. Field I, don't either. I don't like the Chargers. I think San Francisco wins this. I think they look pretty good with CMC. He has a big day. Give me like, what, 28-14? 28-14 San Francisco. Huh. Locks? Locks? Oh, locks real quick. I locked the Giants and LSU. Come on now. Whoa. All right. I, I will say for um the Niners, just to give a comment on what Reg said, I think they're one of the most overrated teams in the NFL. I, I don't see what everyone else sees with them. One. If uh, I did, if I if they were for real, as everyone calls them, they wouldn't be four and four. That's what I want to add first and foremost. Niners. I think they're one of the most overrated teams in the NFL. I am not sold on the 49ers whatsoever. At all. Thank you, Walt. Thank you. Well, At any point. Somebody had to say it. I believe them more than the Chargers. Though. Th- but it's the Chargers. Like, are we really saying anything special when we is. say that? But I, I was even a comment on them as general. Like, uh, I don't understand why everyone puts praise them, like putting them in the NFC Championship be a game. Shootout, but I think I Justin Herbert comes up. I don't. I like. That. I don't. You know what? My gut is telling me to go with Chargers. I'm gonna go Chargers. Fair I got good defense though. 
Niners have a pretty decent defense. I think, um, if anything, Nick Bosa has a big game. Niners win, but I, I don't know. I'm going Chargers, man. Battle, battle of the Boses, man. Battle of the Boses. Any, any locks, Walter? UCF and Philly. UCF and Philly. He did text Early me UCF and Philly. He did text me UCF yeah, and Philly. Did you put it in? No, I didn't. I haven't got a chance to look at it yet. I've been busy being an academic weapon. Okay, I'll put it in. And then um, mine, you'll catch mine tomorrow. You'll catch mine tomorrow when I make the post. You're not catching mine right now because I haven't looked at the schedule yet. And the Ravens don't play, so it's not like I can lock my own team. True. Yeah, you guys can catch Zach's locks and all of our locks on our social media pages. Awesome. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at WCLH The Letterman. And if you miss a live show... You can always tune in on Spotify. Uh, WCLH The Letterman episodes are uploaded very frequently. So, hope to catch you guys on there. And if not, obviously, you'll listen to 90.7 WCLH. Thank you, Stephen. I was going to do it, but I appreciate you doing it. It's, it's always nice when someone else says that other than me. I love you, uh, Stephen. I'm going to pick the 49ers. Picking the Niners? Just because uh, I think the Chargers are frauds. I do think it's going to be a higher scoring game, though. It is Sunday Night Football. I'm going to go 49ers 33. Chargers 30. I think they're both borderline frauds. I'll go Chargers on my gut here. If you want me to give you a score, 28-17, I guess. I mean, all right. We'll catch y'all on Monday, y'all. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, For the team down the road, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a fight to death. Yeah, that's all all I really have. (laughs) Uh, this is the Letterman here, 90.7 WCLH. Keep it locked.